Welcome back to the Retro Nomopod, a nostalgia and pop culture podcast where we discuss things from our past, our present, and sometimes even our future. I am your hostess with the mostess. I'm repeating intros nowadays, but my name is Toby, and across this beautiful wide world of the internet, as always, I have my beautiful best friend and co-host, Rick. How you doing, buddy? I like that you're playing with the intro a little bit, like you're changing words a little bit, so you're not just going past, present. And yeah, the puss, like... it's it's really tough, like, to listen back, and I just don't have the energy to, like, take those out, you know? Like, it's just kind of a fucking <laughs> problem. Plus, I don't use, like, I know, uh, what is it, Adobe, I don't know, whatever the Adobe version of recording software is, has a very good way that you can do that, but I tell you, I just, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. It's just not our style either. I, I don't think it fits with our kind of like nah, made in the got, basement, you know. Like yeah, you got to leave it a little raw, right? Like that's kind of the the thing. Like <laughs> it, it's a it's a process, right? I'm never happy with audio stuff. There's no doubt. Even even now, I'm like, it's my mic. No, it's just me not being able to fuck with the settings the way that I want to, right? Like we're getting closer. The streams are getting better. Audio quality is doing what it's supposed to do. And yeah. it well enough it's it's listenable and and um that's all that matters, i would say really. it's yeah more than i mean yeah it's 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 at a fine standard it's just not at my standard yeah no but i don't know Ooh. if we can do that because i didn't go to school for it i'm a youtube queen youtube queen yeah nice let's get into it with the weird question of the week do snakes only write in cursive i mean do they well do they? N- no, no. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. Yes. No. Yes. Okay. Well, kind of. I think. Correct me if mm-hmm. I'm wrong. Most of the time, when snakes are riding, mm-hmm. they don't do the full loopties. They're more just squiggles. Like they they look like the writing of a doctor that's writing you a prescription for some antidepressant that he thinks I probably need. You know. Okay. But, like, is he really doing, like, the full, like, you know, loop-de-loop swoops? That's fair. You think they're a little too in the in a rush to, like, fully finish that S off? They're just, like, sure. I think that's all they're writing is S's. Yeah. Just once I... Just that. Yeah, they can only write the letter that they sound like. I think there's some T's in that one, but... Sizzle... I mean, if, if I ever hear a snake say sizzle, I'm going to run because now we've got like, problems. They're becoming I know you might sentient. Just, what if you know, what if you slowly are learning, um, what is it, parcel tongue, you know, and you're slowly Hell becoming. Hell no, bro. Don't put that Slytherin bullshit on me. Yeah. Get that shit out of here. I'll be a Hufflepuff before I speak to snakes, dog. Motherfucker. No, I think uh, snakes don't have hands. So, and it Whoa. depends. Okay. Look, what? not to discriminate, it also depends on when that snake was born, right? The problem with the world today is they don't teach these kids. Or what's a baby snake called? Are they still just called snakes? Uh, baby like, snake what's the puppy called, version of a snake? Called a, just a, I think it's called a pup, snake. to be honest with you. I think a, a baby snake is... That's a, a shark, called, I know. Called a pup. You should have let me do that. Your computer's running on... I know. Just barely get, today. I, it's called a snakelet. A snakelet? That is just like, the worst. Like that a is that is the snake. worst name. Come on, that's the greatest thing I figured out today. No, it's, my God. Oh, it's too cute. No, 
when the eggs are soft, it's weird. I don't like it. But anyways, dependent yeah, on when that snake was born, maybe in his formal education, they thought cursive was bullshit and they stopped teaching it. So in that case, what would a snake? I don't think it would write in cursive. I think we've got cursive snakes out there. But the old timer snakes, they know. They can still read the hieroglyphs. It's almost like a thieves can't, you know, where you just have a very specific like, oh, I can read this, but these kids can't. So <laughs> hey, that's, that's for real. I mean, look, we've seen the memes. Cursive's becoming a secret language for millennials. I love, it. I love it. I mean, it's better than like, I don't know. Maybe the cool S will make a comeback one of these days. Maybe it would be started by a young snake that wants to not be a snakelet anymore. Yeah, because that's a stupid hair. name for a, a kid snake. Like I don't, I'm not a snakelet dad. I'm not I'm a, a snakelet biker, anymore, okay? dad. I've got I'm my big boy things in now. Seek, you know what I'm saying? Like I don't know. I'm not here to like put snakes on blast, but hey, how about you go back to the old ways? Like, you know, dad. what am I supposed to say? Goddamn Gen X snakes. Fucking Gen X snakes. These little snake zoomers, dude. They don't even know. They're just fucking. They're ruining it for the rest of us. But then again, those little snakes don't have snow days anymore. They have to do online classes at work. Oh. Is there a typing font that writes in cursive? Um I'm sure. I don't know. That that gets into a deep well of fonts and and stuff. I don't know. Maybe block letters. Let's just go block letters. Everybody should be able to read what everybody else is writing. Um yeah. Yeah, keyboards really made people's penmanship yeah. go not it's not very good any longer it's not very good no, you don't need it to be you know uh speaking of, of snakes blizzcon happened blizzcon what is blizzcon toby you know were we doing i believe we no we weren't doing the podcast when i went to blizzcon huh 2019 2020 oh maybe you went the year before we started. i went in 2018 yeah, I think we yeah we started twenty twenty. So yeah, it was a couple. Of years. Yeah, so I went at BlizzCon in twenty eighteen. Twenty nineteen uh, was the last BlizzCon year, and COVID hit, so they haven't had a BlizzCon since twenty nineteen. Right, they come back. I really thought long and hard about making that trip this year and going back and trying to get tickets and doing the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is, is when when Brian and I went. BlizzCon was $250 for the ticket, right? BlizzCon's a two-day event. You get Friday and Saturday. They're huge events. They're only Blizzard things. Yeah. Um, But it's like a four-day experience, right? You're there on Thursday. That's when you get to check in, get your badge. You know, you're, you're waiting in your first lines. You can go party, drink with all the people that are gearing up for Friday's opening ceremonies. Uh, this year, when they released ticket prices, they were $300. Um, which isn't great. I mean, when you're looking at fees and taxes and everything, it's like, you know, you're getting close to a G just for tickets. BlizzCon is in Anaheim. I am in Colorado. That's now I have to add flights and Ubers or rental cars. So when we went in 2018, I rented a car. It was perfect because I wanted to go to the beach and I wanted to go to In-N-Out Burger. And I want to have to pay to Uber from our hotel to this place, to this place, to that place and carry luggage, you know, or whatever. Right. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so anyways, long story short, we said, fuck that. I'm not going. I'm not paying that kind of price to go to a convention. In hindsight, we probably could have. It would have probably been fun. But normally, tickets are a pain in the ass to get, and I'm not going through the hecticness of buying tickets. 
But that being said, I looked after like the third wave released, um, which normally they only do two. They did three this year. And I looked like four days after the third wave was live and could still get tickets. Really? Which this is the first time in BlizzCon history that the show has not sold out. Do you uh, think that has anything to do with the acquisition? I no, no. I think it has to do with uh, I mean, you can't say that because I think inadvertently I think it does. Uh, because Blizzard has not been on like the top end of people's, you know, you can do no wrong list for a couple years now, right? Like they've kind of yeah. ruined ruined a couple things that are supposed to be awesome, Overwatch included. Uh, the WoW expansion was really good. Like Dragonflight was actually very good. So they yeah. kind of came back on that. They're closing down Heroes of the Storm. They're closing down Overwatch League. Um, you know, so they've been kind of on people's shit lists. And I don't know if that has to do... Blizzard's still kind of its own thing. Like they work out of their own campus. They hire their own people. Uh, I just think that they've hit kind of like a rough patch. And people don't want to pay the price, right? Like it's an expensive trip. Everything at the convention is expensive. The hotels are expensive. It literally backs up to Disney World or land, whatever one's in California. So, like, you're fighting with the Disney people in the beginning of November. And, like, you know, this is the weekend after Halloween, right? So, like, people are blowing up at Disney. It's always the first weekend of November. Uh, so, no, I don't, I don't think it's because of the acquisition completely. I just think Blizzard has been in a weird place, especially during COVID. Um, and people just don't want to pay these inflation prices for no reason, right? For something they've paid the same price for for years, you're going right. to raise it 50 bucks. And if it's a bla a bad BlizzCon, which, you know, in 2018, the one I went to, it's still one of the trips of my life. But on paper, it was a bad BlizzCon, right? With the announcements, with what they were showing, sure. this year's BlizzCon wasn't. Um, not much I want to talk about with this year's BlizzCon, except for the fact that for anybody that's familiar with WoW, they brought Chris Metzen back, who is like the chief storyteller for Warcraft. Okay. Um, left the company. He was like the dude. Right for a long time, and when he left to go do family, he did Ouroboros, um, did a couple solo stuff. Well, they just brought him back to come back to the WoW team for storytelling. Wow. Um, so he did the Warcraft announcements, and they announced the next three expansions for World of Warcraft, which is like unheard of, right? Oh. Um, but it sounds like they're going to do something a little different. Like we're almost going to get an expansion a year. For the next few years, which would be kind of cool because they announced a saga called the World Soul Saga, where we're pretty much, you know, traveling underground and dealing with some shit. And mm. I'm sure there's going to be a redemption arc, redemptions arc. But uh, needless to say, I've resubbed to World of Warcraft. Uh, we are currently about to start leveling a demon hunter so I can do some fun stuff okay. easily. Um, there's a new patch or new raid comes out uh when you guys hear this, it'll be coming out today, Tuesday. We're recording this on a Sunday. Uh, and then next year, we get the first of the three trilogy expansions uh, for World of Warcraft. So that was cool. It looks really good. Their cinematics is always fucking killer. Uh, and other yeah. than that, like, there wasn't a lot, like, crazy stuff at BlizzCon, which is kind of surprising. Like, that was the big, big announcement. Overwatch said they're releasing a new hero that was playable that weekend. Um, the thing that I've been playing a bunch is... <clears throat> excuse me uh warcraft uh, uh warcraft rumble they made a new mobile game that's like a, yeah. a clash royale style game played a bunch of that um nothing for heroes they had some warcraft classic stuff so they're bringing um world of warcraft i think it's cataclysms coming out now mm -hmm. and 
they're doing some like new game plus so they're like kind of redoing what original world of warcraft was in weird ways like they're allowing like mages to be healers and warlocks to be tanks so they're doing some interesting stuff on the classic side uh and then new expansion for hearthstone they always drop new season for diablo 4 but otherwise like not a lot of like crazy stuff like it was it apparently it was a good blizzcon for everybody like their announcements were cool it's fun to be back but at the same time it's like not a lot to show huh like we we should have been getting a lot more than what we did considering the amount of time we've waited for big announcements anything uh, it looks like they do have a Diablo tabletop RPG that they announced. Uh, uh, yeah, that'd so, be kind of dope, right? Which, which is kind of like, oh, I mean, I mean, let's go. I <laughs> love the lore in Diablo. It's cool. Like, there, if there's one thing Blizzard does very well, it's lore um, yeah. across the board, right? Like, any the Overwatch lore is good, in my opinion. The Diablo lore is awesome, um, and the World of Warcraft lore is unmatched in any kind of video game, in my opinion. Short of probably Final Fantasy, which most people think is awesome, but I'm not a Final Fantasy fan, so there's that. But yeah, That's Blizz, BlizzCon happened. We're resubbed a while. It's going to be a problem. They and had I've some played some new games lately. So. Some, some news. I mean, that that train keeps rolling on. Like even if they're doing the damn thing, still. Up, they're still they're still doing it. Bringing some old faces back is probably not a bad call, and probably a good way to you know get get back into people's good graces to be like, hey. You know, we're gonna bring him back, and maybe he'll he'll write this ship a little bit. But, um, uh, Chris Madsen coming back. I mean, for for WoW players, you could talk to any WoW player, especially Horde players. Um, Chris Madsen is the voice of Thrall, uh, who's one of the main characters in World of Warcraft lore. Um, it was a, it was a big thing for for WoW players, and they like get back to to form. So it should be good for anybody that doesn't know. I am Horde for life. What? Tatted on me. I'm always for the horde. Loctar Ogar. Yeah, I know. It's a, it's a hell of a henna tattoo. Um, I know, right? Um, I can lick it off. It tastes like snozzberries. Well, I watched a movie. I um, Well, actually, I'll go into one thing that'll kind of lead into it. So Alamo Draft House, as you know, we decorated it for the Halloween season. Yeah, well, We got the results. And last time I saw online, we were sitting like 10th place. We were kind of, you know, it was what it was. Well, I went in for work one night. And they say, hey, did you hear the good news? No, what's going on? And basically, they were like, yeah, we got second place. No kidding. 46 participating. Congratulations, dude. We got second. Second place. place. So so who who won first? Um, Park Park Place or something like that. I don't know. It's some like East Coast uh, location that's kind of bigger than theirs. I mean, yeah. yeah. You just wonder if you're going to have to like call in like a bomb threat or something, you know? Yeah, 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 like, hey, screw those guys. Go steal all the candy in the the break room. It's got razors in it. <laughs> yeah, nice, exactly. That's Congratulations, that's cool. Yeah, that. Uh, I was curious because like you guys put a lot of time and effort into that, so to to hear that it it worked out the way that it did. It, I mean, yeah. seconds better than nothing. You know, it's no first place, but goddamn, especially considering nationwide, nationwide, a random Littleton Alamo. Yeah. And they're not even the only Alamo here in Colorado, you know, like, no. so that that's cool. That's cool. Congratulations, dude. That's awesome. Thank you. And but moving on from that, like basically for, as a celebration for, you know, the help that my mom and Tiff both put into helping me make this 
you know, put it into reality. Uh, they help put, you know, decorate and, and build things. Uh, we took, we went to a movie as you do when you, when you win, uh, Alamo yeah. draft house, you go see a movie. So we went and saw killers of a flower moon, which is Leonardo DiCaprio's new movie. It also has Robert De Niro in it. And uh, it's basically about, uh, I'll just read the synopsis. When oil is discovered in 1920s Oklahoma under the Osage Nation land, the Osage people are murdered one by one until the FBI steps in to unravel the mystery. It's a very good movie. It's kind of about one of those like uh, parts of history that we don't know about because it's yeah, part of a culture that we're not a part of. And just the way that white people kind of move in and kind of screw over Native God, Americans. God, dude, us white people, bro. Man, We're the but it's a very good movie. It's a long ass movie, three and a half hours. This no is a Scorsese joint, right? It's Scorsese, so naturally he's got to you know put all the details in it, and it's very well done. But uh, yeah, it's like hold on to your horses, you're in for a ride. And yeah, and this has got like a. I was gonna say yeah, it's got Leo. It's got a pretty packed cast, if I remember right. Like this, this was one that's not in my repertoire. You know this, I'm sure. Yeah. When this, like, it is too critically acclaimed for me to give a shit about the drama and, right but and we probably wouldn't have saw it in the theater but my mom is a leonardo dicaprio fan so it was like okay why not that's why not I'm look cool if you're that. not a leo fan that's because you're a woman over 25 <laughs> some people will get that joke <laughs> and if you don't you're probably over 25 <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> um yeah brendan fraser was in it as well which is kind of a surprise little hey know that face but that's neither here there but yeah if you like long movies that are historical um there you go because uh, how did you big... like it like i mean i know you're one of those people that you don't say bad things about movies right but is this something that you're gonna go watch again would you go watch it in theaters a second time not in theaters man it, it might be one that like oh if i come across it like if it comes to netflix or whatever i might watch it but three and a half hours is such a it's long too time long. to dedicate to a movie that it's like if you'd have invited me to that and not told me and i showed up and then you told me that it was oh three and a half God. hours long i'd tell you to get your money back because i'm gonna make it about 26 minutes you'll be like oh i'm done bro because i imagine the alamo's got the same like reclining seats oh, you yeah. know like it's a it's a you can get food i'm gonna get full i'm gonna drink a growler beer and yeah. you know it's that's gonna be all she wrote like three and a half hour movie and i fell asleep during bob's burgers during a matinee like <laughs> so, if you think i can make it through a three and a half hour movie yeah you're tripping yeah no intermission either like i remember going and seeing titanic back in the day in the theater and they had an intermission that's because they had like, to change the reel yo yeah yeah that's true too i guess <laughs> i guess that's the difference of you know 24 years we got an intermission when we got it on vhs too at one point it was just like put in the second tape <laughs> yeah, you gotta put, hey do we want to go take a restroom break before yeah we pop now, this now's the time yes let's make some more popcorn let's do the thing yep. so Re uh, refill your pee bottles do what you got to do so and then uh for halloween we decided this year that we were going to do more than just put out um candies okay. so we actually set up like bookshelves more or less and we hand okay. out books and we've gotten such an overwhelming response of positivity for like oh my god when the kids saw the books they ran up there and they're the mo they were so excited more excited about the books than they were about the candy but they appreciated the treat bags on top of everything else so that was kind of a a, a dope um, that's a good idea yeah like it, especially because you can get kids books like pretty cheap dirt cheap like if not get... free from wherever you know like that's not that's yeah. actually a really good idea daisy and i kind of talked about it this year 
where like so for the last two years right when we bought the house first time we've ever been able to have um we're gonna talk about halloween for a second because i actually got a bone to pick yeah uh yeah. but we i i have been the person especially with having sasha our dog like she mm-hmm. is not i can't be opening the door constantly just you know to allow her to just panic right It'd be bad as 4th of July. We turn the chime off in our house so that you can't hear the doorbell ring. Um, Next year, she had mentioned, and I really like the idea, that I think we're going to kind of kick it in the garage. Like, we're going to be those old people on the block, like, drinking in the garage. And then I'm going to set up my projector screen in the front yard and play Halloween movies, you know? So, like, from dusk until 8 o'clock when the kids stop trick-or-treating or whatever... Uh, yeah. We figure we're gonna set up the projector and like hand like physically pass out candy to kids this you know next year. So that's great. Uh, the 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 problem is is like trunk or treats I think are really taking over house to house trick or treating, especially with the way the world is now. You know we're not gonna that's neither here nor there, but uh, trunk or treats are gaining a lot of ground. Um, so we got to bring back some fun to like the at home trick or treating. I say all that but i have been the dude that leaves a bowl out on my front step because i don't want kids coming and knocking on my door consistently um yeah. and we usually hang out in the basement with the dog so you know we're kind of just chilling um last year went great or whatever you know had no issues no problems this year we set out the big bowl of candy and i don't just set out tootsie pops like you come to my house it's got kit kats and peanut butter m&ms and reese's cups and it, it's good candy bowl right um, I had no problems. Had quite a few trick or treaters come by, and yeah. uh, I come Good up at like, I yeah, I come up at like nine o'clock, and I'm like, oh, I gotta walk out front, grab my candy dish, the chair that I set everything on, right, and walk out, and my candy dish is gone. Oh and I'm no! Like, no, like one of these little bastards stole my candy dish, right? So I look around the front yard for a little bit to no avail, right? Don't find the candy mm-hmm. dish; it's not there. So, of course, like a. a homeowner in 2023 i bring up my ring app because i have a ring doorbell i'm gonna st- i'm gonna find this little fucker <laughs> right and i find him dude and it just he comes out of left field at a full sprint and like comes up swipes the bowl never stops running and just sprints back into the darkness right hey. last year we had a couple older kids that came a little later right they dumped the entire bowl into their bag it's not, you know, but that's perfectly acceptable. You put my bowl like, back. I, it's late in the yeah. trick-or-treating day. Still all the candy you want. That's fine. At least you, this son of a bitch took my bowl, took the entire bowl like I was going to shoot him or something over a candy bowl. And yeah. it was just like, I, and like I, the ring, you know, has a neighborhood alert app or whatever. And apparently this is a problem. Like this has become a problem. I wouldn't be so upset about it if you did it at an okay time. And it was close enough, like it's 7.30 when this happens, right? Mm-hmm. And I had one set of kids come after the bowl was stolen. And it bummed me the fuck out. Yeah. Like, it bummed me out. If I would have had no more kids, I would have just been pissed. And I'd have been like, you little fucker. But instead, I had to watch a missed ring doorbell of some kids <laughs> looking for candy. And at the end of, like, the whole little scheme, the kid looks down and then looks at his mom. And he's like, I bet they had a bowl. And it was like, we did, kid. Like, But little, little fucking 14-year-old little bitch uh, decided to come do a drive-by and ruin everybody else's fun. And yeah. I even told Daisy, I was like, maybe I just don't do fucking candy. I was like, fuck these kids. Like, I wanted to, like, continue it on. But these little fucking assholes decide to be assholes, right? Like, yeah. and it's just, I don't know. It pissed me off. 
piss me off. That's my bone to pick. It's my fault. I understand that, so I don't want to see shit in the comments about, oh, you could just pass out the kid to your side. Bitch, I know. All right? But I didn't. And instead, one little fucker ruined it for these three kids that came to my house at 8 o'clock. Right? And I was bummed. That bummed mm. me out. Yeah. And understandably so, because it's just like, no, it's like, yeah, you know, you're doing the right thing by your dog, and like, okay, we got to make sure Sasha's taken care of over, you know, opening the door 20,000 times. It's like, that makes sense. That's unfortunate. But I don't know. We Yeah, we did the book thing because Tiff found a picture from last year of a gal dressed up as uh, Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. Who literally had like a table set up with books on it, and she was dressed up as Belle. And so she's like, we should do that. I'm like, how are we going to do that? We're never home because we've got kids. She's yeah. like, I don't know. We'll do a bookshelf or something. And luckily we got these uh, Fanta displays from King Supers, um, the kind of coffin looking ones. Oh, okay. And oh, we just, awesome. Yeah. And it looked great. Like we, we couldn't decorate this much this year because we had housework. but that's And Alamo stuff. And... and, you know, everything else. So it was a weird year, but we set up a little display. I'll throw up some pictures if you guys want on, on the old, you know, Please. whatever. And, um. But yeah, like um, it was successful for that aspect. And it was a good year for trick or treating. We went to a trunk or treat, and those really are kind of the deal because it's like it's you get so a close lot of candy. and you can see everything and everybody. Yeah. They're not shoving little kids into trunks or jumping out of bushes. Right. Yeah. Like, so I, then, I can understand where it's at, but I'm just like, it, it's one of those old people things. It's like the get off my lawn syndrome, right? I'm like, the world is changing and I don't like it. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> And that's like, these kids don't get to experience the same thing that we did, but it's because they're little pussies, you know? I'm not going to hold, you know, most but of these still, kids and parents are fucking idiots. We still made sure to go walk a few blocks of like, you know, properly you doing door to door. Is there a light on? Is there you a go light on? No exactly. light, you don't go to it. And there was a couple of houses that were really dope where people are doing like you guys were doing where or what you plan on doing and just hand handing out candy and just being outside and friendly and all that. But they were doing the coolest thing. They came up to the, the adults and said, Hey, you look like you deserve a treat too. Oh, shooters. What you got? Just little shooters. Yes. Wait, I plan on like, doing it. I saw the meme yeah. too. That was like, if you're 21 and over knock on the door, otherwise take a piece from the bowl. And it's like, when they and knock on the door, he's just handing out shooters to the adults. So great. Cause one guy had it in like an, old um turkey roasting pan and he'd be like here you go and he'd reveal it or the other guy just had it in a cooler and like so when kids were around he'd have the cooler shut oh but when yep. it was just the adults about to walk away they were like hey 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 i got something for you and he'd open it and there's mics and you know hard seltzers and coors and everything awesome. else under the sun yeah so you throw like, a 12 pack of beer go. a bunch of shooters some fireballs yeah. you know like, like i think that's awesome it's just yeah no that's cool i want to do something like that i think it'd be a cool experience especially if you could have a couple friends come over yeah it's like hey like y'all trick-or-treat around my neighborhood this year and we'll be here passing out shooters and candy to the kids that come and then when you come back take your kids home we'll get fucked up with all the shooters yeah. that we have left over you know <laughs> exactly like yeah. so but yeah that was halloween halloween good year this year like i gotta say i feel like we're on the uptick of like trick-or-treating kind of coming back to the way it was when you're a kid like because the last and couple pre-covid of years, right like exactly that's Stuff felt thing. like it was kind of going downhill but now we're like up on the upswing where i think people are really generally trying to get back in the spirit of like no we're gonna have our lights on we're gonna participate we're gonna be fun we're gonna be friendly to our neighbor you know community people are starting to like people again or miss people yeah. you know like enough time spent in your house is just it's not good i, I promise you, i'll be the first one to tell you yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> but uh, and I have a fun house to be in. That's the thing. I surrounded oh, myself sure. with awesome fun stuff. Sure. And then I'm like, I don't want to be here today. <laughs> I'm gonna go walk around the Goodwill for absolutely no reason, so I can get out of the house. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Halloween was fun. It was good. I think. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still love Halloween. We've talked about it on the podcast a thousand times. This is our holiday, and my favorite part of the year begins at Halloween and ends at Christmas. Yeah. We're yeah, just so. banging the drum, right? Yep. Every We're in week. November. I've got a birthday in three days. Oh my gosh. Um, as a, when this recording posts, it'll be tomorrow. So hit me up on my Instagram or go follow my Twitch channel. Tell me happy birthday, you bastards. Just because I'm old doesn't mean you don't get to fucking tell someone happy birthday. That's right. Yes. Take a second. Say, say happy Fuckers. birthday. Um, <laughs> but rolling along, we've got, you know, the way I like to do, I like to bum you out. I fucking we, hate you. You know, every I don't know single time we going to do it. Because I like to let people know that famous people or semi-famous people, or at least people I think are famous, <laughs> have, have uh, sh- what is it, shed their mortal coil? Oh, I thought you were going to say shit the bed. I was like, yeah, kind of, I guess. Like, <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Depends how they went. Uh, but the uh, first off is Richard Mole, who you may or may not know from Do not. Uh, the show um, Night Court, where he played Bull Shannon. Oh, is um, this the second Night Court in two episodes? What? Is this the second oh. Night Court death in two episodes? Did we have another Night Court? Oh, uh, no, we did we? I'm pretty sure we Uh-oh. just had here, one like two episodes here we go. ago. Let's, let's see. Who Continue on. Tell him. I'll look it up. Yeah, so Richard Mole, he's um yeah, he was he's known because he was like uh 6'10 or something like that, a super tall guy, great deep voice, but he, he was kind of a he played a lot of the time the lovable oaf, right? Like the big guy who was just kind of like, you know, maybe not the smartest tool, but like had a heart of gold kind of thing. But he's been in a bunch of stuff. Um he was in scary movie. Okay. Um, he's done voice acting work as well. Um, he was in Jingle All the Way, but I'm a cheerleader. That old horror movie House, if you've ever seen that. Um, but yeah, know. just one of those guys who just uh, you you know the face probably more than you would know the name. One of those guys where it's like, oh man. Yeah, I swear we just talked about one. Maybe I'm tripping. I could just be tripping, but I swear there was another person. Uh, he also voiced Harvey Dent in Batman the Animated Series. That's cool. Oh yeah. Yeah, I should have mentioned that. Yeah. Um, I swear there was another one before this guy. Like we just talked about a couple weeks ago. I could be tripping. It could be from a different show. I don't know. Um, yeah, when you put this one on there, this one, he was 80. Goodness gracious. Um, it's not bad for a run. <laughs> I mean, look, that sucks. Rest in peace, good sir. Uh, next up is uh, Keith Giffen, or Geffen, depending how you want to say it. Uh, this guy was a, kind of a legendary... Um, comics creator like he created a bunch of he worked for marvel and dc respectively and he created some of the most iconic some i mean some known some lesser known like a uh, blue beetle okay. rocket raccoon lobo like he's created some names especially now that are like holy crap those are some heavy hitters but uh yeah so you know i had to represent that because sometimes we touch on comics yeah you're and, a little comic uh, nerd little, little little dorky stuff um but uh you know you know, yeah, no. The next one hurt me. You know, and yeah, this one was kind of one that was like kind of a surprise because like he he's battled his demons like publicly, like he's had lots of ups and downs, but like 
it seemed like a guy that would be like, okay, he'll get over his shit and he'll be around for a while. But unfortunately, uh, Matthew Perry passed away just uh, yeah, fifty four Halloween there. Yeah, yeah, October twenty eighth. He was fifty four. Um, like you said, he you know he had his even during the Friends. That's what I you know Matthew. I've loved the Friends series. I'm I'm one of those people. Um, and like watching it the first time with Daisy, she was kind of explaining like some of the seasons he was on drugs, some of the seasons he wasn't, Mm -hmm. he was clean. He wasn't, you know, and like you said, he fought his demons. He's been sober for a long time now. Um, like three years or something. I don't remember, but yeah, I thought it was all on the up and up and, you know, rumor has it that he drowned in his hot tub and I don't know if they're releasing any more information after that. And I hope it was just a genuine accident because, other, like, I don't know. I, I just wish it wouldn't have happened. But, um, yeah, this one was a bummer. This was a legitimate bummer. And it happened during – we were at a Halloween party, and I was like, maybe I shouldn't tell people this because I'm bummed out, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that guy who's like, hey, you know who just died? Well, I did that anyway. So I was just yeah, like, oh, okay. <laughs> let's bring down like, the mood a little bit. You know, it's – it's this, this guy's known, like, you know, for good, for bad, whatever. He was – known by many people especially because of friends i mean that alone like if you need to be known for anything else just for that show is like holy crap yeah you're gonna be known for forever like so yeah but you know um let's see if we get out of this please bummer of a bump um stranger things uh now that the writer strike is over and the actor strike is getting uh finished up closed out whatever you want to say there that's the word you know words i don't um they released uh the old uh duffer brothers have released a few images of upcoming scripts um the first page was stranger things five episode 501 chapter one the crawl Ooh, right just some spoilery stuff you know like nothing too crazy um and then the second one was oh gosh uh, they, they have a little uh, season five, chapter one, scene one, darkness, the sound of cold wind, growing tree, groaning trees, and a child's voice singing a familiar song. Ooh, right? Oh, man. Yeah, they. I'm so ready, dude. Like, we've I, talked about it in the past. I, I am. There are not many shows I fanboyed out to like I did Stranger Things and the way that I look. I will say, not to break subject a little bit i am caught up on goosebumps and fuck that show is good oh my god that show is good once it wraps up and we both have watched like all the things i think we'll do a goosebump like recap because hell yeah like goose bump episode yeah Um, just straight straight now i know originally they were saying that this is supposed to come out uh next summer is that still the case do you know have they delayed this at all? I haven't seen anything saying otherwise. So hopefully because they had already planned so far out for the last season that it kind of helped them with the actors slash writer strike to um, keep them on schedule more. Yeah, I mean, it's like two years. Yeah, it's. And I'm about sick of hearing about Millie Bobby Brown, bro. Like this bitch is really getting on my nerves. So she's got a new movie coming out. Uh, this will lead right into the next um Netflix had their Geeked Week. She has a new movie coming out called Damsel, which is basically she mar- she's a she plays like a like a princess, if you will. Okay. And she marries a prince, or maybe she's not a princess. I don't know. I couldn't really tell from the trailer. But uh, 
she gets thrown into a pit and then she has to survive. What? what? So, oh no! And what was it called? Damsel. 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 And it's got oh, yeah. it's got Billy Bobby Brown looking like a like a beat up like princess a princess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. She came out and was talking about how she wishes Stranger Things would wrap up because it's preventing her from doing roles that she wants to do. And it's like, first of all, have some fucking respect because yeah. the only reason you're getting roles is because of your role in this show. <laughs> True. Um, and I've watched your other roles, i.e. Kong. And guess what? You should stick with Eleven. I'm just saying, like, I'm not searching you out. Even though I did hear, what was it, Enola, Enola Holmes? Yeah, I heard that one's pretty good. I'm not trying to bag on her. I'm just tired of hearing people bitch about the things that made them who they are, and how they're saying it's just like fuck you. Like you should love doing that show. Yeah, I hate the fact that it's taking two years because these kids are in the middle of their growing age. We're gonna have a fucking adult Stranger <laughs> Things, which doesn't seem nearly as cool. But yeah, they're already all pushing tw- their twenties at this point, and it's like, all right, <laughs> like, yeah, um, it's like calm down. Yeah. You know, it is what it is. Um, so yeah, the uh Geeked Week is just kind of a schedule lineup of kind of planned um or stuff that might be coming out sooner than later uh for um Netflix. So I thought I'd go through some of these and kind of just throw out like what they are roughly. Um Damsel is probably the first one that sticks out. Uh there's this uh one coming out called the Archies, which is kind of a uh Indian take on Archie from the comics, and it seems oh, okay. like it's it's less Riverdale and more like the Archie comics where it's a little more, you know, not dark at all. Like, so interesting thing. Um, Dead Boy Detectives. It's about two ghosts that solve crime, that solve mysteries. Kind of a cool idea. Okay. It's written by, it, originally from a book written by Neil Gaiman. You know, that guy nope. who's, no, you don't know Neil Gaiman? I don't know, know the name. American Gods, uh, Good Omens, uh, A Sandman. You know, oh, okay. Just um, but yeah, that's that's one that comes out that looking good. They're doing another season of Sonic Prime, which is fun. They've got a bunch of freaking um video games that are coming out. Um, yeah, they're Netflix. they're porting a bunch of stuff to ne- the Netflix app. Um, for me, look, I'm not a mobile gamer. You're never yeah. gonna catch me. Like, I just don't have that kind of time in the day, right? Like, if I'm gonna play games, I'm gonna sit and play games. For sure. So like, and they've they've put a couple stuff that you know I think that they should go more towards the um, was it Black Mirror that did it, mm. the Banger Dash or whatever where they were doing like the choose your own adventure interactive yeah. show like that is something I think you should put some time and effort into porting games to Netflix like you saw what happened with Amazon Luna you saw what happened with Google Stadia like it's just not you're wasting your money like people yeah, aren't gonna play them that way it. yeah. Anybody that's going to play that style of game is going to have a console to play that style of game. Like it's just... exactly. I'm not going to go to Netflix to play Hades. I'm going to play Hades it's... direct box. Yeah, or <laughs> on my Switch where it's amazing. Yeah. You know, oh, like yeah. it's just yeah, you know exactly. while I'm watching Netflix because now you're making me decide if I want to watch Netflix or play games on Netflix. And guess what? I'd probably just want to watch Netflix or have Netflix playing in the background while I'm playing something in its native, you know, area. Exactly. Uh, you know the playing card game uh, Exploding Kittens? I have played quite a few games of Exploding Kittens. 
Well, there's a TV show coming <laughs> coming out based on exactly that. Look, this could be good if they do one thing, and that's keep it mature rated. Because there is a card in there with a kitten and a Pope hat giving you the fingers. And if it doesn't keep... I Okay, I should preface that with I play not safe for work kittens. <laughs> there's two <laughs> options. You can buy apparently the safe for work ones. But I play the not safe for work ones, and I want them to do the not safe for work ones. Because they are exploding cats, and you got to do something fucked up. Yeah. In my opinion. I'm with you 100%. And the show does look like it's going to be pushing those boundaries a little bit. I hope um, so. uh, They did a little bit of an update on Devil May Cry that they've been working on since 2018, which is kind of insane to find out. Um, but they're trying to make a anime series for Devil May Cry, which is dope, based off the game series from um, PlayStation and Xbox and all that. Um, that might be cool. Yeah, I mean, it it fits perfectly in anime, the anime world, so why not? Uh, Terminator is coming out with an anime, anime series. Um, I think that probably is going to be awesome. Yeah. Like, uh, the concept of that in the Terminator universe being animated, oh, that just, that's right up my alley, for sure. Um, nothing more known about that. It was more just a teaser of, like, you know, back in 1997, blah, 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 blah. Um uh scott pilgrim takes off they did another little like hey this is what what i found out actually from this little uh thing is that they got the original cast from the movie to kind of reprise their roles but this is animated so like it's kind of cool that, so it's like, like michael sarah and michael sarah and I all the other played ramona flowers but there's like everybody and anybody at this point like um so yeah, that's gonna that's be cool. cool. They said they said it's familiar, but not the same thing. Uh, they released a um, trailer for Rebel Moon, which is Zack Snyder's big sci-fi opus. That's you know whatever. It's part one, and there's gonna be part two. It's supposed to be this huge, over-the-top sci-fi thing. Yeah, I'm so he's doing Star Wars in 2023. Is he's what trying like. to do his his, his thing and, and his it, space opera. Exactly as they all like to do. Yeah. So we'll. Yeah, see. Yeah. I mean, it's Zack Snyder. He did. You know, army of army of the dead and stuff like that. So army I'm thieves and and yeah, Justice like League and... done some dope shit. So I, he's I'm done some dope shit behind him, hundred percent. Um, three body problem. This uh, stars. I can't think of the actor's name right now. I could look it up, but uh, the guy who played Sam in Game of Thrones, um, Sam, Sam Tooley. Um, oh yeah. Where basically, okay. there's like this Oculus device that you put on, and it's so realistic that you like. If you spend enough time in it, you can't t- tell what's real and what's fake. So okay. Kind of what a little teaser on that. Yeah. Uh, the Brother's Son stars uh, Michelle Yao. Um, looks like badass kung fu, her being a mama, kicking ass. Okay. I don't know what else to say about that. Uh, obliterated looks like some kind of FBI. They steal a um, one of those... Uh, Drinking buses, you know, that you can rent out and all oh, you can drink. Oh, like right I don't know. It looked weird. I don't know. Um, Julie Roberts got a movie coming out, uh, end of the world movie called uh, Leave the World Behind. It stars Ethan Hawke and uh, Marisha Ali as well. That looks interesting. Okay. I like the concept. I like end of the world movies. Yeah. I, I'm a big and fan it, of like, uh, yeah, the day the earth stood still. And, like, exactly. and there's something about it like pre post apocalyptic. That lead mm-hmm. up to everything is gonna go to shit, and it's like, what's the point of surviving anyway? Because you know, yeah, but I like yeah, that. Yeah. I the like stuff that. that leads up to it, not necessarily the stuff after. After it, yeah, because yeah. it's like, oh, you survived, good, awesome. The world sucks. Like, I want to know how you <laughs> did it before it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
let's see what else do we got we've got masters of the universe uh revolution which is the ongoing series by kevin smith that has and he's um, still writing that correct like he's still got his hands so. on that yeah. yeah yeah i believe so and it's got that's Mark cool Hamill i like well. that that cartoon it was good it yeah, was enough was for great. me to watch it uh let's see i'm gonna scroll down they have more witcher anime you know the one that i want to hear about and i want to hear your opinion on which one's that the avatar the last airbender oh yeah it's, yeah um i don't know i'm excited for it man i know like the last live action one that was done by m night Shyamalan wasn't what real their well casting was, was dog shit like just and this one that was the one thing that they like look it, it it had its moments where it was cool right like there's no sure. doubt that it had its moments that it was cool but the way the actors portrayed some of the the characters just wasn't the way that it was supposed to and yeah. then that in turn made you really like focus on the fact that you casted the wrong not only yeah. like i'm not saying that they were bad actors and actresses but like there's a style that you should have stuck with that they just completely went <laughs> away from like, no. And it was like it was kind of like a Bollywood version of what Avatar would have been if it was made there, not here. Yeah, so. and I think the problem was is there was a lot of like studio interference with that as well. So it's like you got M Night Shyamalan, who's a great director by all accounts. Is then he... you're also he really is like, but his problem is is that once you give him too much of a budget, he does better in cons- confined little small independent movies once you give them something a little bigger then it kind of falls apart like go look at his catalog he's got some great stuff but then you look at around that time when he starts getting these bigger budgets they're not great movies but then he starts getting back into like old or you know some of these ones after the fall and you're like oh smaller movies where he belongs yeah i'm uh, curious i i i don't like this uh this zone we're in with them wanting to make live action versions of animated Mm -hmm. shows um, yeah. They're doing it with Gargoyles. I'm sure we'll be talking about that uh, before too long. As much as I love Gargoyles, I would rather you just reboot the animated version. I just don't right? need a live action version, especially of something that you can't mimic that well. Like, how are you going to do Goliath live action? You know, like, I, get, I don't, I don't understand. Gonna, it's just going to be animated anyway at the end of the day. It's just going to be CG instead of uh, hand-drawn, you know? like Yeah, it, it just, it, yeah. It's a weird I, I say the same thing with Avatar. Like, yeah, I'm going to watch it um, because there's only one Avatar that gets watched in this household. And I promise you it's not fucking full of blue people. Um, but it's still one of those things where it's just like, I don't I don't need this. I don't need this. Stop wasting your money on this. This is where it sucks when you have people in this world that make zero dollars. And yet they're blowing millions of dollars on something that literally no one has asked for. Yeah. You know, bring me more Korra. Like I don't like I don't I just bring me more of the animated show and story. Yeah, I mean that that lore that they created just from the first season and then core coming out and like exp- making it oh this is in the future go backwards go forward continue the story forward like either way like there's so much that is like oh what was what was the previous avatars like or what yeah. was the one after core like there's so many things that they could do I'm 100 percent with you where it's just like no just keep doing the animated series it's it's rightfully too good to be a kid show the like whole, yeah a hundred percent and the whole reason it is what it is is because of the fact that it's animated and awesome and, and awesome. you can do whatever you want in it because it's animated like i don't know i just it's one of those things i'm over it like stop like 
I am a sucker for you pulling on my nostalgia strings, but don't do it this way. It's not what yeah. we want. I promise yeah. you it's not what we want. No matter how good you make it, we're all going to bitch about the fact that it was unnecessary to make. And it's never going to hold up to what the cartoon was. Yeah. Well, Anyways, speaking of live-action remakes, uh, Yu Yu Hakusho is getting its own little live-action re- uh, re- remake, which, you know, Japan's known for doing that with popular animes, and this one, no exception. Uh, Ghost Hunter stories, um, Yu Yu Hakusho guy dies and gains these spiritual abilities. Who he actually uses his figure gun, gun, which yeah, it's handgun. Yeah, yeah. it's um, but it look it looks good though. Like from uh, all and one piece for all intents and purposes, apparently had a pretty good. They killed it. Really liked One Piece, um, and that's saying something because this is you're talking about like the longest running anime of all time, right? Like. Mm -hmm. So it, I don't know. It's one of those things where sometimes it works, and I don't want to hate it, but you don't don't do it with American animation. It never works with American animation. Yeah, well, something about it. Uh, we've got more of Castlevania coming. So if you awesome. like the uh, they're amazing animated stuff there, uh, they're doing a Tomb Raider Lara Croft, the Legend of Lara Croft, coming. So is that one live action? No, this one's animated. Okay. So see, I, I look Castlevania is in my opinion, the tip top of Western animation, right? So like, I think they made that show everything from the art, the voice acting, the storyline. And if you're any bit of a Dracula or a Belmont fan, it's everything you want in an animated television show from those games. Yeah. Dracula may be one of the coolest characters in Western animation. <laughs> like that, they absolutely killed that dude. Pretty damn dope. Um, We've got uh, had a little teaser of the Umbrella Academy uh, season four, the final season. Um, we'll see what happens with that. Squid Game: The Challenge is another feature add on it about uh, you know people doing the Squid Games things, but nobody actually dying kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, let's see. There was this anime that's coming out called My Demon, which is kind of cool, where like demons basically take over the earth, and the humans are trying to uprise against the demons to do that. And this is about a kid and his literally his little pet demon and doing that uh ultraman uh anime they're doing a ultraman rises where he kind of becomes a dad through like getting a kaiju that normally he okay. would just kick shit out of. It, it, it's it's super weird but it's like all right i mean why not if you're a fan I of guess. ultraman go for it like um and then they have a jurassic world new show coming out it looks like it's in the style of the uh cretaceous um yeah the, the animated Cretace series show. they did not too long ago and it just looks like it's kind of in that art style. And it almost seems like it might be the next, like, oh, here's what happens to the kids when they grow up kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they've got Life on Our Planet, which is just kind of a crazy kind of CGI documentary about dinosaurs. So you can't argue with that. That's cool. Uh, they little featurette on the new Chicken, uh, the chicken Run uh, uh, movie. And I guess there's going to be a game for it as well. So there you go. Um obviously avatar and then there's this kind of neat movie called orion in the dark where basically it's this kid who's afraid of everything and darkness literally manifests in front of him and says hey let me show you what i'm like so that way you're not so fearful and i don't know it looks like a fun kid romp of like Sorry. you know you don't have to be as scared of the dark the dark is not as bad as you think but uh that's the quick fast dirty of uh geeked week uh go go to their youtube or to the netflix website to watch those trailers for sure because there's some dope shit coming um some of it's coming as early as this week some is coming 2024 2025 so cool yeah. i like it right 
long. So one of our favorite routines in the morning is to get up and watch a good mythical morning. I, those guys crack me up. They've got very much our sensibilities as hosts. And they've kind of done something awesome that makes a lot of sense. They made their own cereals. Makes um, sense. They called it Mishmash. <laughs> makes even more sense. <laughs> and um, they've got two cereals, like I said. Uh, one's a peanut butter and honey sandwich, which self-explanatory. And evidently, they made this cereal so crunchy that you can literally let it sit in milk and it will not go uh, soggy. That so sounds so good. That's a combination that I don't feel has been done, which is saying something. Right? And the other cereal they got is a sweet mac and mellow. Um, it's literally in the shape of little macaroni noodles, and it kind of has the color of macaroni and cheese. Yeah, it does. But it's a uh, uh, corn cereal uh, with little marshmallows. Um, yeah, box. they are $10 a box. So... Uh, you get four boxes for $40. Um, this is cool, but guys, like affordability on this, it's not merch at this point. Like it's eating one-time use $10 yeah, a box plus shipping. <laughs> if you don't subscribe, like that's, that's steep. It is steep, especially to try something. You're dropping quite a bit of money and, uh, yeah. And you, you buy know. the four pack. Cause you know, people are going to put one on the shelf and then eat mm. one. Which now you're literally just charging collector's prices for something that like you want people to eat and rebuy to the point where you have a subscribe and save. I'm a big fan of GMM. Uh, that this is a little much in the sense of price tag on it. Yeah, uh, I mean five dollar flat shipping, which I mean I guess isn't horrible. Do we try this? Do we order this? We have to order. I this, mean, right? you're gonna at order some this. point. At some point, I probably will, but it'll take some convincing. Or I'll just order it and be like, well... That's a forgiveness, here's... not permission conversation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I did a thing because... Yeah. We'll, we'll just split it. I'll give you 20 bucks. You buy me two boxes. And... Yeah, exactly. And we'll just be like, all right, here we go. And I, I, from all accounts I hear, it's good. But like from all the people I've heard it from are all people who work for them. So it's kind of weird to go like... I mean, I imagine it's good, it's good, right? You make it that. sweet, crunchy, put it in milk, call it good. Uh, yeah. Plus, they are doing the things that we would love to do, right? If you and I could do a fucking 15-minute morning show every morning, that would be the dream. Dude. And, but these two dudes are just... I watch a lot of GMM, too. I get caught up watching it randomly. Like, oh, international snack test. I'm like, yeah, I'm in. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, they, they do the stuff that, like, I wish we had the the endless, bottomless pits. It's of, called like, time. It's oh, called time. time. That's yeah, what that's, we're missing. That's yeah, what they that's, have. They have you know, time to do it. We don't have yeah, that. Yeah, I work hard all. enough to where I could, in theory, buy a lot of the stuff that they're getting, but we just don't have the time. So don't have the time. These heavy eyes got to close. I know. Well, Crocs debuts McDonald's Grim Issues, Fuck and fans you. have thoughts. As we do on here, we like to showcase the latest and greatest uh crossovers and this one is no exception mcdonald's has teamed up with crocs and their gibbets too the fucking gibbets dude <laughs> they've got these grimace ones they look like little slip-on ones Yo, and the grimace birkenstock buddies. style though yeah. these kind of go in i'm not gonna lie i kind of fuck heavy with the grimace ones i could kinda i could rock. i could rock these 100 percent. not without like i would take away the gibbets 
if for anybody that's not watching the live stream, which you should be, um, <laughs> one shoe has like uh, Grimace's face on it, face. and then the other yeah. shoe has stupid gibbets. Like stupid, a it's like a full size and, and a full yeah. Size. Like the face one, I'm not mad at. The other ones, it's like get the fuck out of here. These look kind of. I fuck with these. They're good. And then you scroll down, and there's uh, there's Birdie. Remember Birdie? Yeah, uh, yellow, uh, French fry gal. I, was that her representation? Was she supposed to be the? Oh hey, eat fries. No, that would be the fry guys. Is she the chicken nuggets? Chicken. Yeah, I imagine chicken because she's we're pro- It's a little cannibalistic, I guess, when you start thinking about bit, it. They right? use the bird as their mascot for the chicken nuggets. Uh, these ones suck and for multiple reasons the gibbet that they decided to add onto this one is a picture of a little girl and you know what i probably shouldn't have on my shoes when walking around little girls little girl yeah i mean oh the hamburglar ones though the bamburglar ones are more like the damn burglar the damn burglars these are kind of dope too Rubble, rubble, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, so they're they're black and white striped with a yellow uh, inside and uh, well, yellow sole, like top and bottoms, inside and out. Um, pretty damn cool, man. Uh, those I, are I, those are okay. Those are okay. Yeah. Uh, going down, we've got some just red and yellow French fry ones. These uh, make sense. Ones. Whoever marketed with these ones uh, is pretty spot on, I will say. Yeah. Because these, the way that they, like the way Crocs are shaped in general, these genuinely look like French fry holders that you yeah, just put yeah, your yeah, feet yeah. into. Yeah. Like they did pretty yeah. good on these. Yeah. Um, I hate that they're doing stuff like this, but I mean... I mean, three out of four ain't bad, right? Like, Birdie's the only kind of one that you're like, oof. Yeah, I mean, the red French fry ones aren't good. Like, don't get me wrong. These aren't the ones that you buy. You either buy the Grimace ones or you buy the Hamburglar ones. Um, If you buy either of the other ones, that's because you wanted them so bad and they were sold out of the ones that you really wanted. Yeah. You just wanted to be part of the crew. I guess Um, I'll go. (laughs) Yeah. The Birdie, yeah, the Birdie ones look like they have saggy titties on them. The French fry ones are genuinely just painted a shit red color. You know, it's fun. People in Florida with their tan feet would look like their feet are the French fries coming out of a box. But that's just a weird thought. Yeah, sometimes we don't need to say those intrusive ones out loud, you know? (laughs) (laughs) The innards became outards. Um, But yeah, that's a fun little ba-ba-ba-ba-ba collaboration. Oh, my God. I hate you sometimes. No, you I've don't. I've said it three times it. today, bro. What are you doing to me? <laughs> well, if we're going to get you in some trouble, I found something on the old, uh, you know, Doom place called Entertainment Earth that sells the coolest toys on Earth. Uh, World of Warcraft Wave 1. Um, it's a case of eight different figures from the World of Warcraft um, mythos, I guess, lore, if you will. Okay. Um, so it's Kind of apropos that we brought this up when we BlizzCon just happened, but they've got like, see, and I'm going to try to go through these. But uh, like, I, got you, the- I got you. I got you. I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here, so take the reins. my first question on these were if they were doing character, like if they were pulling characters uh, from World of Warcraft lore and storytelling. Uh, they are not, which is kind of surprising. Okay. Um, now I would have to look at some of the armor that they're using. The first thing that I see about this, first and foremost, is who it's done by and how much the price tag is. 
Oh yeah, um, yeah. The first name that you see on here is these are McFarlane toys. Fucking uh, McFarlane. So that alone <laughs> will tell you quality, right? And and they look they look pretty good, man. The oh, yeah. weapons look good. Um, there's twelve total. Oh, oh there's 12. eight total. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, did I miss one? They give you four classes, um, with two different poses for each class. Total price two hundred and forty dollars. Now, mind you, these aren't toys that you're gonna play with. Like these aren't toys that are coming out of the packaging. It is not happening. But included in here, in this case of eight, like I said, you get four classes, four races, which is cool. I wouldn't have chosen the ones that they did, but I, neither here nor there. Uh, human paladin, war. What? These don't make sense. Human Paladin Warrior Common. Yeah, those wordings, you kind of... You're getting double classes here? I feel like they... Something's wrong here. Let's go look at this packaging. Maybe... Orc Warrior and Orc Shaman. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. So they're showing both classes that you get. So you actually get eight different classes. Um, or Yeah. Anyways, uh, you get a Human Paladin, a Human Warrior... In common and epic, um, an elf druid, an elf rogue in common and epic, an orc shaman, and an orc warrior. Uh, great classes for them to be in. Um, and then an undead priest, undead warlock, which my World of Warcraft mage is a an undead, right? Um, sure. I play an orc hunter. I play a blood elf paladin. I have no human characters uh, because... I don't play Alliance. So there's that. Um, these are cool. They're McFarlane's. Uh, I'm curious if they're going to sell these through the Blizzard gear store. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, as as far as I know, it's just on Entertainment Earth because that's kind of a good one-stop shop to find kind of really cool action figures for um, kind of plethora of different, you know. IPs they're pretty good man like i'm just looking at them like some of the weaponry that they allowed them to use um it looks like they just give you armor and weapons for each class so you get one statue but two different class sets i wonder so if you can interchange things like take like if know, i could do the, a human like warlock. a pauldron from one to a chess piece to another you know like kind of mix and match yeah that'd be interesting right yeah, I'm curious if they use like uh like actual tier sets like that would have been in the game or if they're just kind of making up their own armor sets like generic stuff. Maybe it's still Some dope of these as hell. seem familiar. Like the priest one really does seem familiar. This might be a real set. The priest one may be the coolest. I'm not going to lie. I I would hope that they would have like I I imagine they probably did have some like input on like yeah, here's you know here here's what you should gun for, and because it it feels like they are accurate to the world of War, Warcraft, if it's not anything specific, but at least could fit within the realm of like you know kind of the oh, over yeah side shields and swords and everything else. I mean, it is but, the best fantasy. If there was a fantasy world that I'd want to live in, it would be Azeroth. But that's just me. But yeah. Two hundred forty bucks. Cool. You can two hundred forty bucks. Statues and uh, it'll ship to you in January. The only <laughs> stuff I have that's worth any bit near what that is is the collector's editions that I have, the World of Warcraft mm. collector's editions. Um, but they're bookshelf props, pretty much the way that they made those. 
Um, but they're still not this pricey. Because these are ones that I'd want to display, but for $240, there's a thing, and I, I, I think it's still around. And I may get the name wrong, but it's I think it's called Hero Forge, where you yes. can actually take, like, I could take my mage in the armor set that my mage is wearing and give it to them, and they will 3D print me my actual mage. Yeah. And, like, at that point, I think that's still cheaper than what this is. And you can yeah. have one unique to you. Yeah. That is your actual character. So this is cool. McFarlane's cool. I'm hoping I can catch these when they're about $80 for the set or less. Yeah, you find know? the clearance section. Yeah, 100%. And we'll, we'll so it's cool that McFarlane's getting into stuff like World of Warcraft. I think um, I think WoW's really having like a renaissance right now. Like there's some people that have never played WoW that are getting into it. It's starting to have a, a big comeback on Twitch, which is cool because – you know, it's World of Warcraft. It's one of the greatest games ever made, whether you've played it or not. It, it genuinely is like one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, can't can't argue with that. Uh, moving right along in the realm of fantasy and another crossover. What? Uh, Doctor Squatch, the soaps, has teamed up with the Wizarding World, Harry Potter, and they made a collection out of it. And there's kind of um, two different things you can buy. You can buy the Harry Potter collection, which comes in this kind of cool um, book looking thing like a harry potter book uh that opens up and then you've got the four different soaps um that represents each house gryffindor slytherin hufflepuff and uh ravenclaw uh respectively and um yeah so you could either buy the big collection thing or you could buy the just the bars of soap as a um, pack. let me ask you there, is are you a are you a bar soap user oh absolutely are you yeah i'm not you like your gels and your... I'm a loofah and body wash kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why, but I've tried to go back and like use bar soap, but there's mm. something about like not seeing like the lather or the time it takes, I guess, to lather. And I feel like, especially for me, I get dirty. Like the loofah is a good scrub. Method. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas like a bar of soap, it's just like sliding over my body. I don't feel like it gets me clean. I don't know. That's what I like about Dr. Squatch is that the lather is insane. And they put little grit. So if you want stuff that has like a heavy grit to it, like where you feel like you're getting clean. Like it's got pumice. Stuff. Yeah. They've got stuff in it where you're like, oh, yeah, I'm taking off the dermal layer. So that way I know I'm getting clean. Perfect. And it smells delicious, too, which is. which is. Uh, so going you know. through these real fast, you have Brick of the Brave, which is the Gryffindor soap. It is spicy and warm, inspired by the Gryffindor house. It smells like a crackling fireplace and it has heavy oh. grit, like you said. Um, crackling fire paste. I'd like to smell that one. Uh, yeah, right. this one, I don't know what this is going to smell like. Apparently, uh, Ravenclaw is grit of the genius. Um, oh, it says blue passion flower, but this description says smells like top of the tower grit level light. I, I think it's like, yeah, they're trying to be fancy. They're like, Oh, it smells like a crackling flyer. And then it's like ingredients are, you know, some basic. Some yeah. Sword stuff. grass. Grafonia and lion's tooth. I have no idea what any of those smell like. Lion's um, tooth? What? <laughs> you have Slytherin. The Slytherin house is Suds of the Sly. Smells like Black Lake. Uh, no grit in this one because yeah. they're little slimy pieces of shit over in the Slytherin oh. house. Snake grass, skull cap powder, necklace pot. What are any of these things? Um, yeah, it's, it sounds like you're you're creating a potion you know like you're in the potions class and if you add them together you'll get this brick of soap <laughs> yeah yeah i don't understand and last but not least the hufflepuff house uh 
smells like freshly baked goods. Again, doesn't make any sense. Grit level medium. It's got cup plant. Don't know what that is. Badger yellow oats. Don't know what that is. And pumice. I know what that is. Pumice. I don't think pumice has a smell, but I'm not here to do. That's cool. I'm, I'm not a soap user. If they did a body wash, maybe I would look at it, but... I think they do do body washes. Oh, I'm sure they do. They all do now. You have to because you have people like me that don't use soap, but I'll fuck with Harry (laughs) Potter. So, yeah. So you try to find your way in. That's cool. Let me see. Harry Potter collection, which includes, yep, collector's box, Brick of the Brave, Suds of the Sly, Grit of the Genius, Lather of the Loyal. You're not even giving me like a a little pouch for it to go into or something, you know? And the four pack is 32. So it's literally six extra dollars to get the box set. Well, I don't know yeah. what you're going to do with the soapbox other than stand yeah. on it and yell obscenities. Yeah, you're just kind of like, cool, I got a fun soapbox. but I uh, got a cool soapbox. I'm going to put sex toys in here. When it's time to up update our subscription, when we need some more soap, I'll let you know because I probably will order these. And they're really good about not making these limited edition, like once they introduce um, they new make enough collections. Like, because they still have Star Wars one, and I think I did a review on that. A year or two oh, okay. ago like yeah so they, they stick their stuff around they've got a marvel set as well so like they're starting to get into that game as well of having these fun collaborations that uh you know it is what it is um mountain dew is um doing what mountain dew does and just this being is, awesome and, uh, this is cool just uh you know just mountain dewing around um they're bringing back the old classic uh citrus cherry game fuel that came out with the original halo 3 uh yeah, so Game Fuel would have dropped with Halo Three. Yes, um, that's the one. I c- can tell you that I drank more of this than probably <laughs> any other soda since Code Red. Right, Game Fuel oh. um, did two different releases, as far as I can remember. I'm sure they've done more than that. Uh, the Halo Three release, and mm-hmm. they also did a collab with World of Warcraft. Yeah, so I mean, that, that's cool. That goes- Goes along with the news that's dropping now because they're actually coming out with a collaboration with the Diablo Four, yep. a Mountain Dew Game Fuel Mystic Punch. Yep. So it looks like they're doing Halo Infinite with that citrus cherry, I believe, is original flavor. Mm. Um, with the Halo edition. Sure. Um, yeah, debuted in 2007, along with the release of Halo Three, and then the new Game Fuel Mystic Punch flavor. Both of them offer rewards, just like the original did. Um, yeah. I know the originals were XP, which you wanted, or no, maybe the originals weren't XP. Halo 3 had a different rank system than that. Yeah, I imagine these just come with XP codes or something for Battle Pass. Um, we will be trying both of these, and chances are we'll have two unopened ones on my shelf somewhere. <laughs> right? This um, is cool. I'm glad they do yeah. stuff like this. Like, hey, just play to your audience because guess what? We're going to do, we're all going to go out and buy it. Yeah, um, and they'll make just money hand hand over fist yeah and... i play both of these games so there's going to be a session where all i do is drink vodka and mountain dew game fuel <laughs> yeah you know so it's going to be that's cool i like this um i'm okay with them doing this 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 is look this is how you play on my nostalgia right bring something because in 2007 i'm 17 yeah. i am playing the most halo like i mean i'm talking eight to ten hours a day of Halo 3, and we are chugging game fuels. Warm, cold, flat, it doesn't matter. Like, just smashing. So this is definitely going to put me in a place, right? Especially wintertime, hanging out in the house, playing video games. The minute I take a sip of this, I'm immediately nostalgia hard on. 
Like, immediately. This is like smelling fresh-cut grass, bro. <laughs> Transported back. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this it's, is cool. it's fun. To, yeah. It's it's something that has to be said. Um, it says that it dropped on November 6th, so it should be out there readily available, but I have yet to see it in store, so it makes me wonder where we have to hunt that down. But that'll be something that we'll have to do, so keep an eye on the old uh, YouTube to see a our reviews of oh this is up. actually awesome real quick i just want to burn through this for anybody that's it's uh especially a halo fan uh alongside the release of these sodas mountain dew is also celebrating the return of game fuel with custom halo infinite forge made map called critical dew point uh it features easter eggs for diehard halo fans to find throughout critical dew point will be a part of a halo 3 refueled playlist in the game that launches november 14th so next week um, alongside Season 5's Operation Combined Arms. The playlist will feature Critical Dew Point and seven other maps inspired by Halo 3 Classics remade for Halo Infinite. This is fucking hype, all right? Like, this is fucking hype. Why didn't we lead with this part? You get Sylvanas Reimagination of Guardian, dope map. Uh, Domicile Reimagination of Construct. The Pit, which is one of the best maps in Halo history, is a remake of the pit isolation they're bringing back high ground they're bringing back cliffside which is a reimagination of blackout um and banish narrows reimagination of narrows that pit map is gonna go ham guess what i'm playing next week it's gonna be halo infinite uh so check the stream out because it was gonna be valorant and world of warcraft but now it's probably gonna be halo um this is some of the best times of my life there's no doubt like it's so great i look at 2007 and just the sheer like there's nothing like it could make me tear up thinking about what that year in halo 3 meant to where my life is now that's cool um it does not say what's going on with the diablo stuff so i imagine they're just bringing out stuff for diablo maybe in game yeah it, it's know. in game in game items that you can get from i don't know if you're collecting points from drinking game the game fuel stuff but it's like um uh, rewards includes Amethyst Spellbook, Amethyst Sledgehammer, Amethyst Slasher, and Amethyst Crossbow. So, you know, there's some fun things. Um, additional content you can get from drinking either one, but the Halo one sounds like it's more of a bigger um, push, a bigger deal, if you will. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So, friend of the show, just kidding, I wish. Man, I wish I could be an actual like thing but it's not uh matthew lillard a uh, big fan of his for years and years and years and years um has his own whiskey that's inspired by dungeons and dragons um he's huge in the worlds of dnds for those who don't know and um he basically has this brand called quests and that's um yeah it's um inspired by uh, different classes and stuff this within. is cool First yeah, of all, it's... when you go to this website, if you're of age, if to you're of visit age, this website, um, it has an option. It says, please, please verify your space or your age and species. Type my age mm -hmm. in and you have a bunch of things to choose from, which this is very unique in this. You can, excuse me. You can be a human, a halfling, a gnome, a dwarf, an elf, a half elf, and a half orc. So we are putting in my birthday. And I am going to be a half work. Let's see what happens. Nothing. It just allows me into the site. Yeah. But it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a fun extra step to like get logged it in. It is. Can, That's cool. You know, it's you, cool. You can play along with <laughs> um, 
that's cool, man. So there's different classes that you can get. So Paladin plus one. I just entered my age, but Ooh, it's pricey. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what you expect it to be. <laughs> like, okay, a, so uh, it's distilled in Kentucky and Indiana. I'm curious on what. So for people that don't know, this is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys to I think it's changing now, but before to be able to call your whiskey a bourbon, it was distilled in the state of Kentucky. Um, original bourbon comes from Kentucky, not anywhere else. If it wasn't distilled in Kentucky, it wasn't bourbon. Um, now that is changing a little bit. I'm curious on where in Indiana um, it was being distilled at because where I'm from in Southern Indiana, uh, could easily be a part of this. Interesting. They, I don't know. Maybe I'll look pretty for good it. about uh, you know telling you who their their um makers distillers. Are. Yeah, I was, yeah, definitely curious. Contact. Nope. Um, this is cool. I oh I would God. definitely. This site's got so much fun things to blow. There's the uh the uh, Quest in Tavern that once you click on it, it'll have you set yeah, the scene. That's why I'm sitting in here. This is kind of boiling, orcs fighting, mirth and merriment, fire pit crackling, minstrels playing, and storm raging. So you could set your own scene while you dip some whiskey, I imagine. And it's just fun, you know. Like, I don't know. This is the kind of stuff I like in the world where it's like, yeah, it might cost a bit more. I mean, 150 bucks for a bottle of whiskey, like, it better be pretty decent. So I've got rad rad merch to go with it. God damn. Dragon, warlock, rogue, and paladin. Um, that looks like, yeah, they're sold out. Goodness gracious. Paladin is sold out. So Paladin plus one, yeah. you can buy the high rollers guild, which is a signed lithograph by Taylor Jacobson and the four bottles. So Paladin rogue warlock dragon is going to run you a cool 649.99. This is stuff that I'm okay with you like pricing high, right? This is unique. Yeah. The bottles are cool. You did a very good job. As the bottle empties, there is a HP chart on the side of it that ticks down as you empty the bottle. This, these oh, are that's cool. great! Oh my god, that's just small little things yeah. that you think about as a. That's such a brilliant fucking. Yeah, these are cool, and I mean anything Matthew Lillard touches, I'm a fan of. So good for him. Yeah, yeah. So if anybody wants to uh, send us a bottle, um... we will drink the entire thing on stream. No problem. We will get for schnickered while watching halo <laughs> yeah um, i will get progressively drunker while i play yeah halo. <laughs> you will watch our ap hp lower as we uh <laughs> yeah uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put our constitutions to the test um up next do sometimes check out kickstarter there's some awesome stuff always on this uh platform um well as it was bound to happen there's a saw the jigsaw trials where basically you are um Trying to figure out traps to maim and do bad things to people. Um, try to keep hold of your limbs in a new tabletop game based on the Saw firm franchise. Do you want to play a game? Hmm? Can I be honest? No, you don't. Okay. Not this one. Not this one. This, yeah, this one doesn't... Um, I don't know. I hate to like just bash on it, not having played it and everything. But I don't know if I'm a big enough Saw fan to really give a shit about this. I don't know. It looks kind of cool. I may be just talking out of my ass. I'm just being an asshole. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. 
I uh, saw the Jigsaw Trials is a one to six player competitive game where you combine cards to build traps and challenge your opponents while using tools and special cards to escape the ones set against you. It's a fight for survival and only one of you can make it out alive. Uh, okay. Yeah, the game is simple. You must create traps for others while using whatever tools you can find to escape those set for you. It's really like a battle royale where you're just trying to fuck over everybody else and take off limbs yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can be the new jigsaw. <laughs> uh, oh, there's a solo mode? Yeah, solo mode, and there's like an aggressive mode. Like, they've, uh, you know, they made it what it should be. Like, it's Saw. Well, you know, like, you're going to, you know, you want it to be a little fucked up, a little nasty. And it's exactly what we all think about when we think Saw, the crazy contraptions that get... Uh, I do um, want that, the collectible. Right, that hand? They're doing Dude. a severed hand collectible. It's a life-size severed hand modeled to match the box art. This is pretty fucking sweet. It's like, what, 25 bucks more for the collector's edition? So at that point, it's like, yeah, I'll take the upgraded box and the cool collector weird severed hand. That yeah, it um, it. it looks awesome. But uh, 123 uh, game cards, uh, 64 damage tokens, six character cards, one saw token, six character jigsaws, which you just kind of piece together, um, six workbenches, and um, yeah, it's just, I mean, it was bound to happen at some point, somebody was going to get <laughs> part of this IP and be like, we want to make this into a game, as they've done with Dead by Daylight and other things, so... Yeah, I mean, look, they got their goal. Um, $12,222 gold. They are currently sitting at $126,723. Yeah. Uh, $1,800 backers, 17 days left on the thing. So if you want to back it, it's still available. So good for them. I mean, this is one. I already have enough board games that I don't play. And again, for me to want this personally, I think that I would have to have a little more interest in the actual series itself. But if I came over to your house and you had this game, I would 100% be down to try it out. Yeah, let's, let's give it a shot. Yeah. Um, did we see standard edition? Uh, this one's in pounds. Like 55 uh, 56 bucks. bucks for the standard edition. Looking at $80 for the collector's edition with the hand. You're like 80 bucks for, you know, cool, cool. Yep. Looks like it's shipping out in July of next year. That's cool. I like when you find these Kickstarter things. You never know what we'll find on these. Yeah, we're always keeping an eye out. We've backed a few things through this. I mean, and, uh, you know, we have the board games that I have backed are still sitting on the shelf. And I'm like, you know what? I should just crack them open when we start playing them. But, uh, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, one of these. Oh, Thank you remember you. earlier when we were talking about that? Oh, it's the time thing. The t oh, the time. That's time. right. When you find got... some more of that, you just let me know. We'll get it. something worked out. Boy, <laughs> well, if we could have like. I don't know, four hours out of the week where we could just get together and like... I need like four hours out of every day to be able to pursue things that I want to do without it absolutely murdering my day tomorrow, right? Like, yeah, I have a very physical job that I do not want to be tired for, and it's not fun. My job's already not fun. Imagine how less, how much less fun it would be if I'm doing it tired. Um. Speaking of time, though, why don't you go ahead and just time us into what our nostalgia is this week? 25 years ago, the greatest time in video game history, 1998. The Game Boy Color was uh, brand new um, during that time. Um, 
so we're going to talk about um, some of the games that came out during this time. We might, uh, you know, proud off some of our favorites, but um, I'm I definitely giving you a top three. One hundred percent. I'm I, giving you a top three. I can tell you, I don't have a top three because there's so many games that came out this year. And I just pulled up an article from GameSpot that was covering it. And they just go over like, I don't know, 15. And it's like, oh, you're just scratching like the tippy tip of it. So, yeah, um, I'm looking at a list of 50. Which one are you looking at? I don't want you to necessarily go through the list because I don't want you to pop off my top three, right? You want to go through your top three first, then we can kind of go from there. Yeah, let's do that. And then we'll do the honorable mentions, right? So in no particular order, I'm going to I'm going to give you my top three games. Uh from 1998 uh for those who weren't around then or don't remember uh there's going to be two major systems that are out during this year um as well as some other systems you've got your game boy color which is awesome uh the n64 major system playstation one uh that does not include things that came out for dreamcast sega saturn also out during this time but we don't talk about those because most of us couldn't afford them when they were out and I only have them now because I'm an adult. I did not play Dreamcast or Saturn when I was growing up. I'll just we'll, I'll, I'll lead with that. We'll do 1999 at some point and really be able to delve into Dreamcast. Or 2001 when you start, you know, start talking about PS2 era. Um, I will yeah. go ahead and preface the fact that I owned an N64 growing up. It is still one of my favorite systems of all time. It is one of the main aspects of my video game collection. Mm-hmm. And I will forever have a soft spot for the N64. Um, with that being said, a bunch of you are going to be pissed off my top three because I don't think it includes any PS1 games. <laughs> um, I have to go ahead and start with one of my top threes as being the Pokemon game series. Yeah. Um, Pokemon, it just, I mean, I have Pokemon tattoos. I am a fanboy, especially of the original 151. You're yes. talking red, you're talking blue, you're talking yellow um, are out at this time. Pokemon, well, still one of the greatest game series franchises to ever grace our little fingertips. Truly a fantastic game that, um, boy, really kind of made, I mean, Tetris helped make the Game Boy what it is, but I think Pokemon, Pokemon solidified. was like the, the next one to be like, oh, we like that you, you brought this to us. Now let's give you a game that you actually want to explore and play for yes. hours on it and not it be the same game for i think what end. pokemon did especially for a lot of people me included is it took a genre of games that not a lot of people are excited about being like that turn-based rpg style you know mm-hmm. jrpg style that allowed people to see the fun in that style of game by doing it with something that they're just genuinely in love with i.e pokemon right so you you come out with a game like that that for the most part most people aren't into because you're looking at mario's stuff like that and taking a a genre that a lot of people aren't touching and making it fun for everybody and and that's what it did i mean pokemon allowed me to play a bunch of other games that in theory i wouldn't have played if i didn't have fun playing through pokemon what a cultural phenomenon that that oh that game became and then we got the show and then the trading card the 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 card game as well on top of like it became such a huge thing where like even if you weren't a fan of it you were still kind of aware of it on a way that you could be like oh yeah that's pikachu you know like oh, you could name yeah. i mean it was as iconic as it could be yeah you know, it, it like, might as well be mickey mouse at this point right like it, yeah it is kind of their folks 
Um, <laughs> it's so hard to choose three on this list, man, even as I'm going through it. But I'm going to just burn through this next one real quick because it's got to be on everyone's top three of all time. And that is Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. I mean, if it's not again, on the top, if it's not in your top 10 list, you don't play the right video games. I mean, <laughs> genuinely, especially being our age. Um, you know, when, when this is coming out, I'm nine, right? Like this, these were for me. These video games were for me. So Ocarina of Time, I'm not going to sit here and talk about it much because if you haven't played it, if you don't know what it is, like just, I mean, it is easily on the list of the top 10 best games ever made. But like genuinely, and you're looking at coming from a successor of, you know, Legend of Zelda Link to the Past, which is still one of the best, if not the best Zelda game ever made for the Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. And then coming out into a 3D world and putting this game out. And still to this day, you can go back and play Zelda and it still holds up. It is one of those games on the N64 that will not die. And it shouldn't because it's still hands down genuinely enjoyable the story is amazing combat's amazing and i was scared shitless of this game when i was growing up because anytime it got dark and all these little freaky fucks started yeah. climbing out of the ground and shit and the music got scary i'm like fuck this play the sun song bro like like turn it back to daylight because i ain't fucking with these fools like <laughs> um, i don't want to do the dark mission please don't let me oh, play dude, it just, that, that oh it was like you made it i think you're muted um oh i am muted yeah I you muted touched yourself that? Your, yeah 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 when you, when you went in um, um what's, yeah, no. what's 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 your third one then what do we got it's gonna be one that most people aren't gonna realize what it is for me and that is a torok to seeds of evil um torok is a game that i played it's still one of my favorite game franchises of all time given that the 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 first two of those games are still on top of my top 50 ever list. Uh, Torok 2 in particular because of the multiplayer that they added and the amount of hours that my brother and I played through multiplayer games like it was an original first-person shooter, right? Like, instead of playing Goldeneye, we were playing Torok 2. Like, that was our, our game of choice when it came to I'm better than you, this is what we're going to try. I still, to this day, know the password to the god mode in that game and it's beware oblivion is at hand type in that sheet in the beginning of the game guess what never have a problem for the rest of the game yeah. um torok is one of those things for me it was always going to make the list and that's saying something because we're going to go through some of these other ones and the fact that that's in a top three for that year especially just shows you there's not many nostalgia games out there that would hit me as hard as what torok 2 seeds of evil does it will always be on that list for me it will always have a place in my heart because of not only how much I enjoyed those Torah games, but how much that game in particular meant to me in growing up and especially my relationship with my brother. Great game. Hands down, great game. One of my favorites on the N64. Absolutely fantastic. Um, yeah, like the multiplayer stuff's interesting. Like, because the way multiplayer works now, like gone are the days of like sitting on a couch and playing with somebody next to you. Now it all just seems like you have to go online and you know do all that Cou stuff yeah. to be able to do that couch and, and co op I is still around i think but couch multiplayer not so much like there's very few games that you could break out yeah and most of them are things like in my opinion it would be things like super smash brothers still a great yeah. party game mario party still a great party game mario kart still a great party game 
But like, you're not going to sit down and play Halo split screen anymore. It's just not going to happen. No, not at all. But uh, yeah, so we're going to go through this list of just some of the top ones. And, you know, if there's any that we don't really mention, um, you know, hit us up on the old Facebook and let us know, like, you guys are wrong. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics is the best game of 1998. Wrong. <laughs> uh, starting off, uh, Resident Evil 2, the sequel to the uh, Resident Evil, obviously. Yeah, it's the classic like, Resident Evil. I mean, like... uh, <laughs> iconic. It's iconic, right? They just did the Resident it's... Evil 2 remake. It's great. You're coming from yeah. Resident Evil where you're stuck in a mansion uh, to going out and being part and meeting, you know, you're the main protagonist that we're going to have for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually getting to explore a world that when you learned about it was only confined to one house. So yeah. this game came out on a multitude of platforms too. You could buy this on PlayStation one. You could buy this on uh dreamcast. I believe I know I own it for N64. Um, and now you can play it on current because they just remade this one. And it's actually the remake apparently is very good. And it's everything a good sequel should be. Like, it takes what you loved about the first one and just amps it up. It's a bigger world you get to explore. Yep. The the stakes seem higher, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, um, very good. Resident Evil 2. Um, up next, Final Fantasy Tactics. Who would have yeah, known that that would have popped up? If you like JRPGs, Final Fantasy is the end-all be-all of that like it's not and this one this one was a little different because it's um <laughs> a little chibi characters i remember my brother playing hours and hours of this particular one final fantasy people are gonna hate me dude no to each throne everybody has their thing you're just not a jrpg guy i'm like, not a jrpg guy i mean people will yeah. argue that like the chrono trigger series is a better version of final fantasy um final fantasy's lore is crazy and tactics was their turn-based yeah uh grid-based game um which are fun games. I mean, they, and tactics itself, especially if you are a Final Fantasy fan, it's awesome. It's a good game. I mean, I've played it. I'm just not a. I'm not a fan of the lore, and JRPGs aren't for me. But this isn't a JRPG. This is more of an RTS than anything else. Yes, that's a good call. Uh, moving along, Xeno Gears. This one I'm not crazy familiar with. I believe it's Big Robots. Um. um yeah, you're looking at the- more like Japanese JRPG stuff. Xeno Gears for most people will go down as one of the greatest JRPGs ever made. Um, again, not a game for me. It's a very expensive series to get into if you want to get into it now without emulating. Mm. So I don't suggest that. Um, but they've came out with multitudes of these. I mean, I think the PS2 alone had three or four different Xenogears. Um, then you have the Xenosaga series. It's There's a reason it's still around. This is not a game for me. This one doesn't tick the box or... Or move the the meter at all? Uh, oh, this one, Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Tenchu, this man. one fucking ruled my life for the <laughs> for the year of ninety eight. Um, like it, it's everything you'd want from. Oh, you want to be a ninja? Okay, you're gonna stealth. You're gonna have all the cool like poison rice to use, or the shuriken, or you know all the, or just sneak up to guy and sneak. <laughs> it it genuinely was a ninja simulator. Like, I mean, there's no better way to put it because that's that's what they did. They they allowed you to do ninja things, which up to this point, no other game made you feel like a true blue ninja until Tenchu dropped, right? Like, these games still go hard. I mean, I haven't went back and played Tenchu. I actually have it behind me. I looked at it not too long ago um, as a game to stream. So maybe we'll check back in on this and yeah. see if it, if it holds up at all because I imagine it probably does. I had a lot of respect for this game growing up. Good game. 
Yeah, can't go wrong with good stealth, that's for sure. Uh, speaking of Blizzard, man, Blizzard keeps popping up. StarCraft. StarCraft Huge. releases this year. I mean, this game not only was an amazing RTS, it brought in a lore that people hadn't seen before, especially from that. This is their sci-fi side going away from their fantasy yep. Warcraft roots. Um, this game also started a an esports uh, juggernaut with StarCraft. Um, it's it's you know what else do you say? It's fucking StarCraft. It's like, StarCraft. If you haven't heard of this game and you own a computer, again, I can tell you a thousand times you're playing the wrong games. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, like there's nothing else that could be said. I appreciate Blizzard for the fact that like. Each game that they put out, like, especially in those early years when it was like, you know, Warcraft, Starcraft, and then Diablo, like, they're such different games from each other. Yeah. They might be similar in some aspects, but like, generally, it was like, no, we're going to start from the ground up and build something that's its own thing. For, well, hey, Warcraft and, and Starcraft were practically the same games. Sure. But like, start as RTSs. they have their own lore and everything oh, about yes. it. The deeper aspect of it is like so different from, and each it other wasn't that. shallow lore. Like they really built stories around these, <sighs> yeah. you know. And like I said, StarCraft. I mean, StarCraft. I think is a reason that we have such an esports boom now. Like mm. between StarCraft and original Counter Strike, like those two games really paved right. the way for things in the early aughts and us getting into Xbox Live and Halo and stuff like that. Um, Warcraft gave us uh, Dota. Like a lot of people don't realize that the MOBA genre came from a mod that someone did in warcraft 3 like dota was a warcraft 3 mod before it became its own game league of legends based off of dota and mobas in general all came from someone modding the original warcraft 3 game so games like this especially you know starcraft whether you play it or not if you're a gamer whatsoever you have respect for this game for not only what it did for blizzard the lore them doing a new ip but what it gave us in the future with esports and what we watch now when we're watching anything like that. So fucking Starcraft, uh, man. Fucking Starcraft. Uh 1080 snowboarding, fantastic snowboarding simulated awesomeness. It's it's hard to not put this one in my top three for that year because this game probably has more hours on my N64 than just about any other game on that that system. Um this one did the thing, right? Like up until this point, you weren't playing a 3D snowboarder and it being fun if it was available at all, right? <laughs> this game not only gave you that feeling of shredding, but it, you know, when I was playing this growing up, now going back and looking at it now, it's not nearly as good, but this might as well have been fucking real life in 1998. Like, this game was just groundbreaking for <laughs> physics and it was hard and you got to do everything. You got to shred down the mountain, you got to do half pipes, you got to do tricks. Um, it was tough. It was fun. You could play multiplayer on it. Like, it was a great game. Yeah. It's just funny back in the day going from, you know, each new next generation console brought you new graphics. And it was always like, man, it's like real life, man. You know, and you're always like, the possibilities are endless. And you see these 3D graphics and you're like, holy crap. But then you see where we're at now. And it's like, you, you look back at some of these and it's just like, oh, man, we really, we really just accepted what we got. Like, yeah 100 percent. yeah we're like this is this is perfectly okay and awesome <laughs> this is great but now we're like i don't know we're spoiled uh panzer dragoon saga um a sega launch sega saturn game like yep. 
I yeah, kind this of. This is an expensive buy if you want to go back and and play this. I was never a Panzer fan. I don't know if you got to play it via Drew or not, but um, I I can't say much on this because honestly, other than the price of the game, I do not know much about this series at all. I remember playing it because um, I think we did have it, and I remember playing quite a bit of it. But it was very much one of those like turn based jrpgs that wasn't a jrpg because it was made in uh, america i believe and it just um yeah it, it's a great game i don't know i maybe it's just the dragons that i remember a lot of but uh yeah not bad at all i mean it makes sense it makes the list for sure um gran turismo before we get I, too far i just want to uh oh gosh here we go i just want to throw it out there what this game is running um Panzer Dragoon Saga for the Sega Saturn. If you have the disc, it is worth $800. If you have it complete, $920. If you have it sealed, over two grand for this game. Um, So, yeah, there is that. Uh, There was a sequel. I mean, Panzer Dragoon Saga is the pricey one there. Uh, I knew it was expensive, but goddamn. Sega Saturn games are either... Dirt cheap are astronomically through the roof. So again, if you haven't played that game, <laughs> emulation. <laughs> it's so wild to me how like things can be oh, so crazy priced. I mean, yeah, those those I, are nuts. Saturn games, I mean, Saturn games are just crazy. It, it, it's half of the problem there is the console and the availability of how many of those games are out there, and the people that love that console love that fucking console. Sure, sure, sure. It's a good console. Um, yeah, Gran Turismo, uh, which actually just came out with a movie this year, so that's fun. Yeah, with David Harbour, our good old Hopper. Um, uh, Orlando Bloom. Gran Turismo is what it is. It's a racing sim. It is forever a true racing sim. Um, Ooh, I, pl- I played a lot of this game only because my papa had a PS1 in his spare room, and the only game that he had on that was Gran Turismo and Rayman, and we got sick of Rayman real fast. So there was a lot of Gran Turismo played during holidays over at my grandparents' house because of that. Yeah, just the ultra-realistic, for lack of a better word, of like a simulation car game where like, oh, I can't, you know, you can't do certain things because it's like that's not what you can do with a car because you get used to playing for like need for speed and stuff where you can do outrageous stuff. And you go to this and you're like, oh, this is no frills. Like it's all frills. but like damaged my car enough to where it doesn't run anymore. Holy crap, who knew that was a thing? <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a an art what what I would call an arcade racer fan. Like yes. I'm a big fan of Forza Horizon. These games are great. They're just not for me. Now that being said, if I could go full on like will and stick shift and clutch and everything, I'd be in it because then it would feel like I'm racing. Doing yeah. it on a controller just doesn't give you that feeling that I need for me to just genuinely have fun and come back to it, you know. <laughs> absolutely uh banjo kazooie man you want to talk about a killer platformer uh and this one brought weird stuff to the platformer because you had two characters that you played with simultaneously as one Mm -hmm. that both had different options of what you could and couldn't do right like this this is a hands down this i mean if you're if you're talking about n64 platformers this is up there right next to to Super Mario 64, uh, Kirby and the Crystal Shards. Like, this is a great hands-down platformer. 
in a 3D space, right? They're they're doing new stuff with the PS1, with the N64. We're getting a lot more 3D games, and in my opinion, the N64 had better platformers. The PS1 had better RPGs. It just is what it is. My kids recently discovered the Rare Collection, and uh, they've been playing this game a bit, so it's kind of funny to... Yeah, and that one's got the- um, nuts and bolts on it too, right? Is I that- believe so. Yeah, the third one, the Xbox yeah. 360 version? Yeah, it's got like just a whole bunch of oh my gosh, rare created. One day, one day we'll just do a deep dive of rare games alone and be like, "Holy crap, they created oh. some amazing shit!" Like it's wild. But I mean, you're uh, looking at Donkey it, Kong, like Donkey yeah. Kong Country, rare game. So good. It is um, so good. God, that's all I can say about it because it is just. You've already said everything that can be said. Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. Um, yeah, this game came out. Uh, for PS1, I believe they did a, a port on it on the N64, but this game really got its following via the Windows platform. Um, this was a better P- PC game than it was mm. a console game, in my opinion, but it did take a book series and being Tom Clancy and putting a tactical shooter spin on it in a way that was just starting to kind of come out. We were just about to start getting Splinter Cells, um... And I'll give Rainbow Six credit. For the most part, they've stayed to that tactical shooter genre ever since this first game. So while it's not a game that I go back to very often and play at all in general, it is still a staple in the world of video games to this day. I mean, people still play Rainbow Six Siege, not only competitively, but casually. And it is still one of those games people talk about. If you're a shooter fan, this was probably in your repertoire at one point. Good call. Uh, Mega Man Legends 3D Mega Man Yeah, this game was bad um, Kind of wild that it that it made the uh, Is it just the fact that it's a Mega Man It's, it's a 3D, 3D Mega Man like, um, People people have their complaints about this one, right? Like I've, I went back and played this one not too long ago It's fine It's a platformer in Mega Man style But it's clunky, it's polygonal It was probably an unnecessary evil But the Mega Man games did turn out okay in that um, like PlayStation 1 era, and it's because Legends came out and they figured out how to make it better, right? You know, you had Mega Man X2 and stuff coming out on this not long after. Um, not a game for me, but it did continue the Mega Man series throughout you know, its lifespan. So it, we're still here. We're still seeing Mega Man stuff. We really are. But they kind of went back to their roots with the 2D side scrolling as they should i mean um makes sense metroid did it as well with metroid jed and guess what people really like the reason that they like those games you know it's you know who would have thunk it just do the thing that made people love these games (laughs) and they'll still like them (laughs) absolutely um parasite eve uh kind of if i remember anything about this game i remember thinking that it was very like resident evil like it right? is. It's a horror franchise. Um, I have not played through this one. I do own both of these games. There was a Parasite Eve and then a Parasite Eve 2. Um, never played through them. And honestly, I don't have a ton to say about it other than the fact that they are still pretty sought-after games on that console. This was a PlayStation release. Um, and people really like it in that early horror genre, especially for PS1 horror games. Um. This next one, like we talk about platforming games, uh, Spyro the Dragon, uh, fantastic game, man. I Still, like I mean, like 
still, you look at, I mean, yeah, I, I hate to take up all the time and space talking about video games, right? But this kind of is my style. This is, uh, this is your baby. <laughs> yeah. Spyro, Spyro was him, right? Like when you were growing up, if you had a PS1 or friends with PS1, there were two options for them to have as far as mm. great games. And that was Crash Bandicoot or yeah. you had Spyro the Dragon. Um, those two games and Spyro, those original three games that they released is because of the success of this first game. So to think that mm. in 1998, we got what would become nowadays as Skylanders, uh, one of the only games that was able to make toys to life a legitimate thing. I mean, that's coming from a person that has a hundred Skylanders in their house and I didn't even play the game, right? Uh, Spyro is one of Daisy's all-time favorites. These are games that we've had in the house. She loves the Spyro series. Coming from a person that doesn't play a lot of video games, gotta love when there's a non-video game person that has favorite video games. And for her, it was this game. Um, she forever stayed a fan of Spyro. And I tell you what, going back and playing this original one still holds up. That is a good platformer. That's got good stuff. The The voice acting in it is, is good. Like that's a good game. The Spyro game is a good game. Uh, Pokemon we touched on. Keep yep. on moving. Scrolling. Oh, Fallout 2 going old school with this guy. Like for those who yeah. are fans of the, uh, did you play yeah. this one? No, like I, if I remember correctly, I think this was a PC game. Yeah, so I won't have a lot to say because I am not a Fallout fan. I wasn't a Fallout fan back then. I'm not a Fallout fan now. Um, these games are super popular. Yeah, I mean they're man, they're such a a time suck of like exploration and everything. They're fantastic games. I've got nothing against them. They're just. You have to have some time to really explore everything. You have to have time. Like at a time when this game come out, you're looking at 98 and what this game entailed as far as uh, progressing through it. It really was. And this is pre-Bethesda owning them, right? Like this is Black Isle Studios putting it out, Interplace publishing it. Um, There's a reason these games are that people love them. Personally, I'm not a big fan of post-apocalyptic things. Mm -hmm. Uh, I like pre-apocalyptic things. This one, like you said, for me in 98, I didn't have a PC that was running games like this. Like yeah. My yeah. PC was running The Sims and LimeWire and <laughs> on dial-up internet nonetheless. So this one's not me. I mean, we know what Fallout is. Fallout is one of the biggest franchises out there, I think, as far as uh, namesake goes. And whether or not I played it or liked it doesn't take away from the fact that this was a huge accomplishment in 1998 for a game of this ilk. That's what's interesting about this list is that there's certain things on here that, you know, like I'm familiar with, but not maybe never played. Just kind of been like, oh, okay, that's a game, but it still has an impact in its own unique way. One hundred percent. I mean, uh, Half Life came out this year as well. I don't know if yeah. that's on that list that you're looking it, at, it'll, but it'll pop up eventually. <laughs> yeah, Half Life came out the same year. It's another game that I did not play again. You're looking at a PC game predominantly, and. Um, console players didn't get a version of Half-Life until the orange box came out um, for the original Xbox. So for us, it, uh, you know, whether or not this is an original Valve game, for those that don't know, Valve is also the creator of Steam, which is one of the biggest game stores ever and is by far the king of game libraries uh, digitally. Yeah. But yeah, you look at anything like a Half-Life, a Fallout, the games that I just did not have the chance to play that were iconic, especially for people 
at that time for story-based things that just surprisingly mm-hmm. hit different. So I won't have much to say about Half-Life either other than the fact that it's like, cool, thanks. It, it got me to Steam eventually. Yeah, did some stuff to it. Uh, Metal Gear Solid um, kind of changed the face for the Metal Gear um, franchise with 3D graphics and also the stealth element to it. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, I remember hours getting put into this one. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> like, they, these games, I, you didn't realize that you cared about politics until you started playing yeah. through this version of Metal Gear Solid. Um, and it, it, the cool code names, everything about it was just so cool. Like, and that oh, dude's it, name was fucking Solid Snake. Like, Solid come Snake. on. Like, like, if that's oh, not the coolest oh. fucking dub, fuck James Bond, bitch. Like, yeah, like <laughs> I want my guy to wear black and be cool and like. Oh, yeah, know, he wore a bandana, headband thing. Like it's cool as shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Metal Gear is it's Metal Gear, right? Like you're either a fan of the series or not. Like I I played all my Metal Gear on the PS2. Still one of those games that I have a ton of hours into. Metal Gear Solid Two is one of those games that just it was phenomenal. It it, it took style of like third person twin stick shooter that I didn't think I was gonna like, and guess what? You do. It's fun yeah. to sneak around and choke people out and shove them into closets. It's it so is. Much. Guess or what? Or hide in cardboard boxes. Yeah. Exclamation point. Exclamation points, bro. The oh, worst. Dude, oh, Fuck good. those things. <laughs> uh, this next game, not super familiar with. I remember seeing the uh, the case for it. Grim Fandango. Uh, yeah. I mean, same as you. I don't have any history with this game. Yeah. I know the name. Um, its namesake still carries on today. They've done more Graham Fandango things. Uh, there is a cult following, is what I would say for this game. Yeah. And for me, I am not a part of it. Uh, Crash Bandicoot Warped, continuing on with pretty damn good. Um, I think Warped was the second one, if I remember right. Third. The third. Um, so, yeah, the original Crash Bandicoot came out at launch. We got one of those games a year, apparently. For most, for most people, you don't. Most people don't realize, but the PlayStation One came out first. Um, the PlayStation One was released in America in '95. The Nintendo 64 wasn't released in America until '96. Contrary Crazy. to popular belief, the PS One is the first 3D console that came out that way. Um, Crash Bandicoot <laughs> was that game. That game is still good. The first three Crash Bandicoots still good. Still also very, very fucking hard. Very, very hard games hard. that were God very unforgiving. Like it it's it's wild how games back in the day were so like, oh man, why are you so tough? Like you're making this crazy on me. Yeah, you're making but, this harder than bitch. I know I made that jump. I know I fucking yeah, made that yeah, jump. I timed it at the last possible like, second. Fuck you. I've done this level thirty eight times now. I know I made that jump. You did that Ooga shit. Ooga yourself, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um Thief, this is a PC game that I wanted to play, but we just never had games that at most we'd do Warcraft or something, you know, something that wasn't so. Yep. A lot of civilization for me growing up on PC. Yeah, 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 Um, yeah. Roller roller coaster tycoon or something. Yeah. I mean, Thief had a couple releases after this one. It's not part of my my history, but I know people like this game. It's another stealth game that, you know, you're it's a thief simulator, for lack of a better word. I've never went back and played it. I literally have zero hours or opinion on this series or game itself um but people really like this one the fact that it came out in 98 i would not have been to tell you i i wouldn't have been able to tell you that i did not yeah. think that series was that old 
Yeah, it looks pretty good. Like looking at the little screenshot they have it, it looks pretty good considering it was in '98. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron. Who watched Watford? Star um, Wars Rogue Squadron. You know, you get to fly around X Wings and TIE Fighters and stuff. And pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I mean, look, we got the nice thing about this year is 3D gaming was kind of hitting its stride. Um, and you look at, I mean, there was a bunch of Star Wars games released in those those couple years, right? Like, I mean, there's still a bunch of Star Wars games released, but you had Rogue Squadron, you had uh, Pod Racer, Episode One, like, there was a lot of Star Wars games, and who doesn't want to fly around dogfighting in X-Wings and TIE Fighters? Yeah, that's and a big pull. Guess what? If you're a Star yeah. Wars fan, this was a fun game. Yeah, and this one, go. other than the graphics, probably still holds up as like a pretty okay game. Control-wise, I bet it's dog one. Some of those old ones are just like, how did we even... Ugh. Yeah, it hurts. Um, <clears throat> This one's fun because they just released the... Uh, the uh sequel to it um Baldur's Gate they just released the third one right uh they released Baldur's Gate 3 yes Isn't they that wild oh, um God. the thing is is like with Baldur's Gate there are a bunch of spin-offs of this this original Baldur's Gate was kind of like how the new one is based now it is very D&D based it is very role heavy um whereas the the Baldur's Gate that I played growing up was the Dark Alliance series which was mm-hmm. more of an action RPG uh, like Diablo, right? Over-the-top, class-based uh, action. Whereas the original Baldur's Gate series was turn-based RPG, i.e. Dungeons & Dragons. It's literally based off of D&D's universe, as is the new one. It is still based off of that. Um this game probably does not hold up, and Baldur's Gate 3 may be one of the best games ever made of all time. So thank you to this series in doing what it did, because we did get what we got in, in Baldur's Gate 3. So I never played the original, though. I'll be the first to admit. Never played the original. Have no interest in going back to fuck with the original. But God damn it if I'm not glad that it came out. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the end of this list that I got, and those are just some of the mentions of that. Do you have any others that you feel like should be mentioned in... Um, yeah, Same I got graphics. a bunch, and I'll just kind of to lightning. Cause, so. Yeah, I, I'll I'll lightning round these because we are running a little long here. Uh, a lot of good games came out in 1998. Um, F Zero X dropped F Zero game. This was a great predecessor to the F Zero games. If you've never played it, that is a very good one. Gex Enter the Gecko came out in '98. Oh, holy shit, Gex is that year? Yep, one of my uh, favorite games of all time for the Saturn is Gex Enter the Gecko. Oh my yep, god, so, I love that so much gex enter the gecko came out again uh platformer good game fun game um Damn. that one dropped uh musashi came out this year which for anybody that's uh a persona fan that's that style need for mm. speed 3 hot pursuit dropped this year go. which great game um a bomberman hero in 64 very good game it's good good rendition of a 3d bomberman i'll give it that uh, Dragon Warrior Monster is not a fan of it, but it did come out. Warrior Land 2, which would have been for the Game Boy, uh, dropped. Those Warrior Land games were very good. Tomb Raider 3 dropped this year. Also a very good game. Um, Mario Party, the original Mario Party for N64, dropped in 1998. This kind of changed the genre for party games, as did the N64 with it being a four-port system. You could have four controllers, 
this made use of that in a way that we didn't realize we needed. And for anybody not familiar with Mario Party, it is a Mario board game and video game with mini games that decide things within the game. So um, great games. So good. So good. Um, Street Fighter Alpha 3 dropped this year as well as a bunch of Street Fighter versus X-Men games. Um, it's hard to talk about fighting games without mentioning these ones because they really yes. they took a genre that they didn't realize they needed to collab with and made a collab that is hands down one of the dopest collabs the, the, of all time. Be- best. Absolutely. Um, Marvel versus... And then maybe uh, the greatest game to come out this year of all time but south park was released on holy consoles this year uh this game again will have some of the most playtime. and for anybody watching the live stream you can see i have a little cartman and a little n64 on my microphone um just to show you my love for both of those things south park not only had an amazing campaign that came out for this and this will be the last game we talk about but the campaign was awesome the multiplayer was phenomenal. Like the multiplayer arena shooter that they made was phenomenal. The game itself was voice acted by all the original people. It mm-hmm. was done by all the original people. Still to this day, it holds up as a fun game mm-hmm. and as one of the greatest mechanics in a stock shooter you could ever have. At all times in that game, you could throw snowballs. At any time, you could throw regular snowballs or. You could hear your pants unzip. You could piss on that snowball and throw yellow snowballs. Amongst all of the weapons in all games ever made, throwing piss-covered snowballs in the original South Park game may be one of the greatest guns to ever touch first-person shooters. Just saying, putting it out in the zeitgeist. Fucking correct me if I'm wrong. I can't. I can't. You can't mess with yellow snow. Um. Also... Because I'm a fucking savage like this, the God Mode cheat for South Park is Bluebird. No, oh, yeah. Bobby Bird. Bobby Bird. Bobby Bird. I always say Bluebird first, and then I hear it come out of my mouth. It's wrong. Bobby Bird will get you God Mode in that. You can get the fucking cow gun, um, which is great. <laughs> that That's good. You fight giant turkeys in that game. Just fuck. I might have to play South Park for my birthday There's... stream. That might be what we yeah, do. Yeah, man. There's so much good stuff in this thing. Like just the, I think uh, was there a Soul Caliber game that got released this year? Maybe I don't know, but that's neither here or there. Um, yeah, '98. What a killer year! And that's just stuff that we like prided off without going down like the A to Z. Here's the stuff got that got released. That's just stuff that's kind of in the like top echelon. Let's see what else came out that may not be you know as yeah good. and and i want to do more of these like i love the the choosing the year thing right like i think it's fun because it'll it'll really when we're talking about nostalgia it really kind of brings you back to like oh shit like it'll make yeah. you think of that year in a different way not only from what may have happened in your life that year but things that comforted you for me my n64 was there for me during this year not saying that it was a bad year for me by any means but like you remember a lot of these things like oh my god the first time i got my hands on legend of zelda oh the first time i played through pokemon like i mean it changed the course of who i am as a person because of those video games like this year might have been that year that made me a video game player for life not only for childhood right like it could have been this year this could have been the year that was like no i fucking love video games so fucking good so um 
Like I said, we're running a little bit long here. If you ain't got anything else, we can go ahead and wrap this some bitch up. That's 1998, the year in fucking games for you. Yeah, that was a rad year. I I, I got nothing else to say to it. It's, nope. It was a good year. Um, sweet. As always, you guys can find me across the board at Retronomapod, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube. Uh-oh, he's excited about something. It's a music video, a special music video on the Lara Croft Cradle of Life. You're watching Laura Croft, The Cradle of Life on VHS behind you. That was the that was the VHS. Mo- oh, did it come out in '98? No, I don't think so. You didn't even think that far ahead. Anyways, no, I thought video game movie. That's all I thought. Oh, okay. what video game movie do we have? Grab Lara Croft, and there was okay. a Laura Croft game that came out. Laura Croft Three, Tomb, 3, to, uh, Tomb Raider Three came out that year. So you'll get a pass. Please. All right, you'll get a pass. I'll give you this one. Um. Anyways. <laughs> Retronomapod across the board for me, serial kilter for my boy Rick here. Um, I have been popping off on the streams a little bit more. We'll get some more retro stuff in this month. Again, it is going to be my birthday, so go ahead and stop by the stream. Shoot a shout-out if you wouldn't mind. That'd be cool. It makes me feel real good about myself. Um, retro stuff, I got into Valorant this past weekend, which may become a problem. I am resubbed to WoW, so there are going to be some weird streams. Uh, I will be streaming every Friday no matter what. That is the fun day for me. So stop by on Friday nights, um, whether it be YouTube or Twitch. I talk to both of them. Um, and yeah, the Nintendo Power stuff's going up soon. I have a couple more videos popping up on the YouTube here soon. I have the VenCon video getting edited currently. So you guys get to see some of the VenCon stuff. That'll be out soon. Uh, and yeah, that's everything I got for this week. Cool. To take Hold us on. out the way. Oh. No. What? I do want to say, and we should have brought this up at the top of the episode. But I got to give you and I a little bit of congratulations uh, because this is episode 75. We're three quarters of the way through a century of episodes. 75 episodes for you and I, especially considering the roller coaster of emotions we've been through with this show. <laughs> and what's that thing we talked about earlier? Time. That Time. is a pain in the ass. So the fact that you guys have gotten 75 episodes out of this show, I hope you enjoy it. I really do because I enjoy doing it 98% of the time. There's a 2% of me that's tired, and once I start, I'm good, but that lead-up can be brutal. But for all 75 episodes, for anybody that's ever tuned in, that plans on tuning in, that has told your friends about it, thank you. We couldn't do it without you guys listening, uh, but I wanted to bring that up because, I mean, for you and I, this is a fucking accomplishment. I remember when we, we celebrated 10. 10. Like we had made it at 10. We were like, you know. Can't stop now. We're at 10. And now we're now bearing we're- down 100. Like, we might have to do our sexy boy calendar, dude. Like, oh, I've got some poses. All right. Yeah. But, anyways, yes. Thank you. 75 episodes in. Retronomapod. We love you guys. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hang on. Locating the rails up there. There. Let me jump back on. Uh, weird question of the week uh, to take us out. Um, would it be in the Hamburglers modus operandi to kidnap Mayor McCheese? Okay. <laughs> As always, we appreciate you guys listening to this week's episode of the Retronomapod. We love you, and we will catch you next week. Good night. Seventy-five goddamn 75 episodes. I don't even know if I'm going to make it to seventy-five years of life, let alone the fact that we made it seventy-five years of this podcast. Or se- not seventy five years. Seventy. It feels like seventy five years sometimes. Sometimes we we yeah. Like, this we, is a two hour show. We just burned ourselves. <laughs>